Hello, everybody, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here, and thanks for tuning in to watch or listen to whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to. In these trying times, we really do appreciate everyone that feels that we are worth their time, and we hope that we're able to give you something entertaining to while away the time as you spend it. Uh, we particularly want to thank those of you that feel like we're worth financially contributing to, uh, particularly our $25 and up supporters on Patreon, who are Antitonic, Drevian Alexander, Catwater Flame, Rowan Parker, and Samantha Bates. Yes, I read that off of the list. Thank you very much for supporting us. I know that in these uncertain times, finances are tough for everybody, so that you're willing to donate to us means a lot to all of us here, and we thank you. That being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hunter the Vigil Terminus Tendency, a World of Darkness game run by me. I'm William. I'm your storyteller. And joining me today, we have, I don't remember the order these portraits go in, so fuck it, Jeremy. Hi, uh, I am I, I'm Jeremy. Uh, I am playing Nina Sky. Um, I don't remember what my things raise. It's something about secular Satanist rock star. And neighborhood um, watch. You basically got everything except for the neighborhood yeah, watch. Yeah, na- that's right. Uh, uh, and neighborhood watch. Um, and I am not in the world of fluffy buns. Acting, acting in the union. In the union, yes. And John. Hello, I'm John, and I'm playing Zero Albright, the Chiron Group Atlanta Director of Operations, and I'm in an episode of Resident Evil. You are an episode of Resident Evil, sir. Yes. And Mara. Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Thomas Smith, Ashwood Abbey Laborer. And Jack. Hey, everybody, I'm Jack. I'm playing Nikolai Dolka, member of the Ascended Ones and back alley sawbones and unlicensed physician, who is not in the world of fluffy bunnies, but if you get him at the right time, he can send you there. <laughs> and Holly. I'm Holly. I'm playing Astrid Ashwin. She's Knights of St. Adrian, and I am the world of fluffy bunnies, but they're all murder bunnies. Good compromise. Just, it's nothing It's nothing but the white rabbit from yes, Holy Grail. <laughs> uh, and Craig. Hi, um, I'm playing Paul Phillips, uh, adventure capitalist and copies of the scroll of the Aegis Kaidori, uh, or Doru, and uh, I am shooting for more of a Shaun of the Dead type feel, I guess. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I appreciate Adventure Capitalist. Adventure Capitalist is real good. It's a, it's a <laughs> shitty video game, but it's a good title. <laughs> uh, but yes. When last we left off, the <sighs> party had their ultimatum dropped on them, which is that they have a year from the day to retrieve the remainder of the seven weird magical artifacts, two of which they've already acquired, in order to stop the world from imploding, probably. Maybe. I like the probably. On the... I'll probably stop maybe. the world to implode with you. 
no one no one is quite certain how exactly the world will end but odds are very good that if you do not get colleen all seven of these artifacts for her to consume before her next birthday it will end i'm pretty certain it's going to end with a bang not a whimper and not just the world there's a pretty good chance that reality would just end but really isn't that already the world Teenagers, am I right? Don't get them the right presents, and it's the end of the world. Awesome. (laughs) I mean, you could go further. You could say, don't get them the right thing for dinner. And last week, we spent the entire episode not going to bed. (laughs) Yep. We rejoin with the next day. There was a number of plans that were going to be that were going to be undergone over the course of the next day. So, does anyone want to take the lead at the beginning? I arrive back at the hideout with a cake and a present <laughs> because it's Colleen's birthday, Astrid, and we yep. have our priorities that, straight. <laughs> that's also what Astrid was doing. <laughs> so, two cakes and balloons. <laughs> Come down. I would have brought you so to Colleen hand a cake. <laughs> Takes an entire cake. You also have a present, but it's parked outside. It looks up with this sort of what? Gestures towards the whatever our exit is. She sets the cake down for a second. Roughly what time is this? Uh we'll say 11.30 a.m. Okay. All right. Yeah, Nico will be awake. So you would have heard that then, too. Mm-hmm. And we'll lead Colleen and whoever else cares outside where there is what is very clearly some sort of vehicle, but wrapped up in a present and, like, wrapped <laughs> up in 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 thing with a bow on it. You know, normally this is sort of a sweet 16 kind of thing, but, you know, a year late, I guess. I wasn't around for your 16th birthday. Yeah. It better be a tank. It's not. <laughs> was she? Paul's. Paul's not here. I would assume he's probably at the labyrinth at this point. But just out of character knowledge, um, was she still with the monks a year ago, or was she? Yes, okay. roughly speaking. Yes. Okay. All right. So yeah, it was. I you're not certain of the exact timeline, but she was either among the the mage monks among the Akashic Brotherhood, or she was a prisoner of vampires, and you're not certain which. Yeah, I just, uh, I couldn't remember how long she was held by the vampires. Once she opens it up, or if she needs any help, it gets opened. Uh, it is a it is a uh, blue like a dark blue jeep. Nope. She op- she opens it up and you know I don't know how you know I don't know how to drive. That's what these are for. As I hand over one a fake driver's license and two uh, uh, a receipt for driving lessons. <laughs> oh God, Sarah's like the fun uncle, but like the bad one. <laughs> I figured you probably don't want to get your actual information in any government official records at the moment, so a fake ID, but you are expected to attend the driving lessons. All right. I think it'd be better than you having to rely on everyone else for driving. 
Thanks. I will... I'm assuming one of you is probably going to want to be around me at all times, so even when I'm going to go take driving lessons... Yes, but it's very... Probably having one of you with me. Yes, but in the event of a monster attack, it's very difficult to drive and shoot at the same time. It'd be good for your hands to be on the wheel. Right. The person with the magic powers is the person who should be driving. She says with an eyebrow raise. Person with the magic power. Hey, that's why I didn't get you hunted. a car. I figured you'd just manifest one when you needed it. Mm. It takes some effort to manifest something intentional. Yeah. Precisely. Accidents awesome. I can do without trying. But, you know, that's kind of an accident. That's kind of what an accident is. Yeah. Also, driving is fun. I'll take your word for it. Nico sticks his head inside. Did 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 you get her an automatic or a stick? Automatic. Okay, good man. Hey. <laughs> At this point, Astrid's probably walking up with like a mass of balloons and a present and a cake. Two cakes. Okay, everyone's going to be having cake today. Apparently, we didn't coordinate. It's fine. You can always use extra cake. This is yeah. true. Um, she will hand her a present and the balloons. She will take the balloons and then take the present and open it. What is inside? What, what game system do we have? For there the was game? a Nintendo Switch downstairs. Switch. Okay. It's a bunch of games for that, basically. Okay. She sort of. A lot of high quality alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That'll go well with the car. <laughs> here's a brand new vehicle here's some high proof vodka have fun (laughs) no and a fake driver's license nothing can go wrong here how is nina the best influence (laughs) oh god alcohol helps her so <laughs> very wrong with this group. Yeah, at that point, Nico will be like, and I'm sure you know that those two don't mix. I've been told, yes. Wait, what's wrong with that group? <laughs> well, one of you got her a vehicle, and the other one got her a ton of liquor. <laughs> and games. And games. Use all three together at the same time. <laughs> Fuck you, Zero. <laughs> no, that's that's not Zero. That's me. <laughs> I mean, let's put let 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 let's put a specific point on. One of us got a, a a untrained person a car and a fake ID, and the other person got that same seventeen year old a lot of high quality alcohol. I also got her training. Yeah, I would like for the record. Or any kind of criminal inquest that evolves out of this. You know, that Paul was not here during this part. You act like I don't own the cops. Fantastic. I'm so pleased with us as people. And to be fair, in defense of, in defense of Astrid, you've previously established this girl has a supernatural tolerance for alcohol. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely ridiculous I mean, yes, tolerance. but still, it's the point of she, it all she usually only drinks it when we're around so it's fine 
I am going to be a great mom. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> hey. she, she specifically drinks it when you're around so that her nightmares don't get you all killed. She right. is of as, legal drinking age in other countries. As, as, <laughs> Amy Poehler, as, as Astrid becomes Amy Poehler from Mean Girls. <laughs> I'm, a fun mom. I'm just saying. Yes. Um, This is if you're gonna drink, please do it in the weird supernatural hideout that your dad haunts. Haunted. Drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. In the haunted house. <laughs> yes. Oh. Festivities abound. And then we need to go hunting. Indeed. For more festivities. Of a different nature. Right. Um, we should probably figure out where Paul's at at some point. I pick up my phone oh, and I, <laughs> I do it at the same time. Click. Ding. <laughs> meanwhile, we both, we both get a busy signal. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> yes. Because Paul, you're somewhere else. Somewhere where phone signals do not reach ever. Mm. So shifting over to a hidden location underground, deep underground, hidden by a labyrinth full of hallucinogenics and narcotics. Uh, You, Paul, are... Yeah, I don't think they ever establish what the second initiation is. Nope. You're going for Witch Dot? Oh, I'm not not taking it yet, but... Oh, you're not? Okay. Down down the road, I, I want to just want to make sure that was something you were okay with at some point this season. Mm. This is just a I, I want to trade in one of the relics and I want to report into the um, uh, what do they call them? The people, Sages, the, the scrolls. Uh, well, whoever the whoever the local local head of the labyrinth is. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're looking for the cigars. Cigars, yeah, that's it. Meanwhile, Informer is playing on the loudspeakers. Informer! <laughs> I can't do that fast. I figured the head, after it. Figured figured the head of the local labyrinth was called the Minotaur, but okay. Hmm. The Minotaur isn't in charge of the labyrinth. The Minotaur is stuck in the labyrinth. You're thinking of Minos. <laughs> the head of the local labyrinth is <laughs> Gareth. So. Wears very tight pants. You make your way through and report to Maxwell, who is your contact in the scroll. I'm going to assume that is the name because I don't think we ever actually got the confirmation on that name from the first season. <laughs> totally fine. Um, how goes it, Maxwell? Well, always... Interesting news whenever you're around, Paul, considering the number of high-stakes attacks that have been undergone and the recent news of the creature of the Fae that is roaming around, causing roving blackouts. Indeed. We've got, uh, as I've previously mentioned in reports, we've got someone monitoring at least the blackouts, trying to track down a better location on it. But uh got a a bit more information that the higher ups might want. Also, got a uh, uh, got a bit of a project for the boys in the temple. 
Indeed. Um, oh, and uh, here it is, all back safe and sound. And he um, produces the scale uh, and uh, um, we'll place it back in one of the containment boxes. Um, and we'll fill out the requisite paperwork. Um, and I'd look, if I may, um, if we've got an art of the succubus, might have some uh, some work with some uh, infernal sorts where it might come in handy. All right, you can certainly arrange that trade. Check this one in, check another one out. I'm assuming that's a, I'm assuming that's a straight dot trade. Yeah, yeah, okay. just yeah. two for two. Yeah, so he will take your item and then disappear behind into the vaults for some time. You wait about 20 minutes and he comes back with the artifact requested. And the Eye of the Succubus, for those at home, is, let's see, which book was that in? Uh, it is... Is that core book? No, it's definitely not core book. Um, I have it, I, I've copied all the, the relic stuff into a little document. I can mm. read it to you if you want, just in brief. And I can post it to you so you have the whole thing. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead but, and read it, read it out for us. Uh, the whole description or just what it does? Uh, give us the description. The heart of the succubus artifact is said to have been given to a witness by a demon in 1453. The demon and the witness, an orthodox priest, were living in Constantinople when Sultan Mehmed II rolled towards the Hagia Sophia to convert the Beliska, uh, the Beliska into a mosque, or basilica into a mosque. The orthodox priest, one of many, uh, one, one, of, one of many who attended the church, uh, sorry, it's been a long day. Was preparing to throw himself on the swords of the Sultan's guards in a vain effort to protect the Grand Cathedral when a demon intervened. By some bizarre trick or twist of fate, the demon took the priest's place. As she lay dying in the street, she bade the priest cut out her heart. When he tried, he found a remarkable mechanism in its place. The priest didn't live much longer and died from an unrecorded disease in 1456, but before he did, he sold the demon's heart to a Greek trader whose family buried it with him a few years later. Um, I'm going, if you don't mind, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit of the yeah, go for entire it. history of this artifact. Um, but, uh, the heart of the succubus is a round bronze object about the size of a large man's palm and resembles a modern day compass. Uh, it's interest, it's intricacy is incredible. And the artifact is highly detailed and tells a familiar story. Each time the needle shifts, gears click beneath the surface, causing tiny cast figurines to move along the sides of the dial. These figures appear to be medieval and reenact the punishments of sinners in hell. The heart detects demons in defiance of their cover. It requires some skill to use as the needle swings wildly while in use and the precise direction must be defined by trained observation of the mechanical figures. It takes wits and academics to, to use it. It's instant. And if I ever get a dramatic failure, uh, William, I rely on you to convince me that somebody else is a demon because that's what it does. <laughs> You have never seen Under Zero's glasses. <laughs> and he is immune to fire, apparently. Not apparently. Evidently. You all have seen me walk through flames. Well, except Nina and Thomas. So, with that artifact retrieved, you return to the surface to find you have two missed calls. Oh, I, I did. I mean, if you want to do it later. or oh, yes. Or Sorry. I did want to report in. So you you we'll handle this real quick. You you deliver your report to the Cigaris, who makes it known that he will put the labyrinth's resources to tracking and keeping an eye on 
whatever relic information they might be able to find. It is, after all, the pride of the Aegis Kaidoru to know relics and the fact that a lone mage knows more about artifacts hidden in the city than they do is a problem that they intend to fix. Um, and two two extra things. One, uh, I would like to suggest, which I think I can as a copus as rank four, I'd like to suggest a project for the temple that they figure out how to either replicate or clone uh, these artifacts because if we can keep them or keep a copy of them, that's far better than having all of them just get eaten and disappear. Indeed, and they will put their resources towards that as well. They've gotten rather skilled at replicating lesser scale artifacts, but the items that you are speaking of are of such a scale that it will be difficult to try and attempt, but they will put their resources towards it. Does Paul transmit the information that ultimately we're going to feed these to a girl and she's going to eat them, more or less? uh, He he shares the information that that's what the ghost is asking. Okay. Um, the the main thing that he is obfuscating when he deals with the local <clears throat> temple is the fact that they are now buddy buddy with a bunch of werewolves, because that will not go over super well. So that stuff gets left out of reports, but most other stuff is fairly is transmitted in a fairly straightforward way. Really, we're only buddy buddy with one werewolf. <laughs> we 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 fought beside and did not kill a whole pack of them. Yeah. So that's that's a problem <laughs> for me. For Paul personally, um, I mean, which which sect are you a member of? Uh, the well, the scroll. But that's the thing. That's not. If I'm talking to another member of the scroll, he's probably a little more relaxed about it. But he certainly doesn't put it in any overt reports. Because yeah. if a member of the sword gets a hold of it, yeah. Um, the scroll just like to fudge some numbers that way. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I, th- I think Maxwell. Uh, the other thing is he'll do a, a, a brief update on everybody else and also let them know that there is a new member of ashwood abbey in town um i have the following notes magic sword has never been to a doctor um it was has a tabula rasa pretty much fully up till about two years ago um otherwise full memory loss has belly button i have written in all caps uh and possible brainwashing so those are the notes that i pass along Yep. Has belly button. I, it was, I, I it seemed potentially important last week, so I wrote it down. Does indeed has belly button. We were making Might not sure be clone. Not clone. So good the best clones have belly buttons. That's what I was say. Like using the using the it doesn't have a belly button, therefore it's a clone argument is sort of like <clears throat> At that point, you're just telling the clone makers what they need to fix. It was a it was a Let's question that, that you go ask. Right. I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. If if they don't have a belly button, you automatically know something weird is up. If they right. do have a belly button, that doesn't mean nothing weird is up. Right. But it at least isn't somewhere obvious on the surface. Somewhere in some Chiron group office, somewhere in America, someone <laughs> just got shot. Because the latest clone didn't have a belly button. <laughs> there's, a, there's a big whiteboard with just the word belly button circled several times. Yeah. <laughs> no, a post-it and, note on like the side of a vial. Like, you have to remember, don't forget that bit. And like underneath it, it just says number of fuck ups so far. It's like a tally mark of like up to seven. <laughs> Somebody is very wearily flipping back a counter. Uh, 
days without belly buttons zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, All right. no, okay. days I, without I, belly buttons seven. I have <laughs> and, and I will wait for instruction from the cigars. All right. Um, and yeah, he will. I come out. Then, I'm sorry. You, yeah. you said I come out and then I get the text. Yeah. You, well, you come out and you find you have two missed calls. Okay. Um, I will check the. We have a group text, right? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. um, so anyone who's checking um, <clears throat> will um, get a text back. Um, sorry, out of service range. And then next text is just stopping to pick up a cake. We'll be right back. <laughs> text him back. Two cakes already. Don't need third. Asterisk uh, text. Always need more cake. Um, <laughs> Responding to that, we're going hunting later. No need to overeat. <laughs> text back. Did anyone bring anything savory? Nico, Nico will text back. Alcohol. What do you? What do you want? <laughs> Thanks, back. Make, making one stop. We'll be back soon. Um, sorry, Jeremy. Will... Jeremy, sorry. There's a relevant question: Is this a text thread including Thomas and Nina? Because the text thread does not. Um, oh. well, Nina, Nina. I mean, we have Nina's I number. From before. You do. I thought it um, did. I'm just saying there is a text thread, and then there is. <clears throat> adding people to text I threat. I feel like, the, well, actually, that's up to Paul because Paul sent the initial text, so. Uh, yeah, Paul Paul would add Nina back in. Okay. But I don't have Thomas' number yet, do you? Yeah. Thomas oh, okay. would then get Never added mind. in with, okay. no, no, Thomas would get added in with Nina. So, I recently, so, so, so Thomas will be short a text in this, unfortunately, because that's how texting works. But, yeah. Once I see that Thomas has been added, I save Thomas's number to my contacts. Um, I would assume that all of you do so. Yep. yep. If, if, mm -hmm. Nina, if 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 you gave Paul <laughs> Thomas's number, um, are we doing night. a party? Should I bring a six pack? Alcohol is covered. What I time is it at this point? Yeah, already covered. Aspen will say. Uh, by this by this point, it's probably about noon. Okay. Um, does it Ben? Sorry, what was that, Jeremy? We only got the tail end of that. When okay, Nico will respond just because he's decided it's an executive decision and just say 2 p.m. pregame before DJ Senti. Sweet, <laughs> all right. You have set you have set a schedule. Yeah. At 2 p.m. <laughs> begins the pre-drinking. You're right. <laughs> I, will, yep. I, I will stop on the way back, or I guess have my uh, have my lift stop on the way back to pick up a bunch of food from um, uh, Sonic. Is that still her favorite place? It's the place that she pointed you out to last time, but okay. I mean... I'll just get a bunch of food from Sonic to bring back. It's either that or Waffle House. <laughs> there's, still, there's a Huddle House out here that survived. Ooh. There's a huddle house. A huddle house. It, it it is clinging on to its last legs and probably isn't long for this world. They, I mean, they redesigned the building not too long ago. Apparently, they're doing good. 
but they're not a franchise anymore. It's just the one establishment. But <laughs> <laughs> but you bring back food, real food that isn't a pile of sugar and various forms of icing. Hey, that is real food. Got gonna gonna go talk to a demon. You got a carbo load, man. And all of you pre-drink as much as you so desire. Paul does not. Zero also does not drink. I think he might be muted, Jeremy. No, I'm not muted. Um, So yeah, I will go pick uh, Thomas up. All right. Head over. All right. I've brought a bag of tortilla chips. They may or may not be expired. (laughs) It's what I had. (laughs) Oh, for God's sakes. All right, all right, all right, all right. On the way. We'll pull into like a a grocery store. I just showed some some cash in your hands. Like, go pick something up other than that. Cool, cool. I go and get uh, some nicer tortilla chips, some nice dip. I feel like we need some good dips here. And if there's any left, I'm going to get some ramen for just later. Dips, salsa, ramen. Perfect college student. I'm ready. Perfect college student grocery run. (laughs) And three Slim Jims from the checkout line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus a pack of bubble gum. (laughs) Nah, nobody chews gum anymore. Are you kidding? That's my staple food. <laughs> that explains quite a bit. Curbs hunger pangs. <laughs> I right, got some food. Thanks. Yep. Eventually, all of you arrive around 2 p.m. So, I say to the other people, to the other hunters while we're eating and drinking, how are we approaching this DJ Senti? <clears throat> First of all, where, has... when are we going? Are we going like <laughs> shortly? Are we waiting till evening? Well, at the club, Maybe. it'll be open in the evening. It'll be open in the evening, but we might I might be able to get us in before that. I was gonna say Nina's probably oh. our best in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose how when we go will determine on how we want to go. It's also a question of how do we approach this? Yes. Yes. So, so. using your context means she probably knows, or this DJ Senti person, right, would would kind of know who's coming? That... No, no, not necessarily. I don't, you, okay. I don't know. I don't know Senti from the life. I know Senti from the other life. Hmm. Do you, do we know for certain? I know we have I, we have two names. Do we know that DJ Senti is this uh, uh licentia for certain? We have a really good clue of it, but no, we don't know. I've I've also picked up something from uh, the local <clears throat> that might uh, make it a little bit more uh, simple to tell the difference. And he will uh, tap a pocket in his in his blazer. And is, that thing is what? He pulls out a um, 
intricately carved compass, like I described earlier. Um, so it's uh, just something that's uh, useful in finding people uh, uh, who may be a little bit more demonic than they want to let on. That does so how? Uh, well, yeah, you can take a look. Um, and I will uh, hold it up for you to see. Um, and it, it looks like a intricately carved thing with uh, scenes of demonic torment all over it. That doesn't explain how. Uh, well, see, there's a little bit of a trick to it. And he stops talking and puts it back in his pocket. For God's sakes, answer the question, Paul. It's like it's like asking, do you know do you know how to use a um, an harmonic resonator or? Uh, um, no, I don't. But if I bring it into a public area in a city that I care about, I'm going to make sure I understand how it works. Oh, it's not. Uh, it's not anything that's going to cause an explosion. It's just the 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 carvings on it will move in a certain way to indicate the general location and presence of something that's demonic. And as we get closer, it's sort of like uh, like a compass. If you okay. get real close to a magnet. Perfect. That no. Perfect. Um, yeah. No. That'll that that'll be good. Uh, um, Spanner is that demon specific or does it pick up other types of things too uh it, not just demon specific okay i've got something i can use to give us a bit of a broader field of vision if we need to hmm. probably would not be a bad idea again we've been there before and it's been crawling with zombies and werewolves and all sorts of other creatures mm-hmm. keeping every eye open and triangulating as best we can probably it- not a bad idea it is definitely a supernatural hotspot. Um, and as I've as I've stated before, I am somewhat in tune with the spiritual realm. I can determine if there are ghosts or any of the sort nearby. Sweet. So that that tells us information. How are we approaching this? Well, if we don't, I would prefer just going in and having a conversation. I would tend to agree, particularly since we do not know this DJ's particular alignment. Mm-hmm. Even then, we're looking for information on this nail. Any demon will instinctively, will instantly know that we mean to take it where they would want it, so we'll have to figure out a method of communicating our desires without giving specific information. Right. We definitely Miss... need to approach this cautiously. Yes. Yep. Miss Sky, is your, is your connection with this DJ... Uh, of the sort where you could get us an introduction? I don't know. I don't know them super well. I've, I've, we have, we're not on a first name basis. I don't, I couldn't honestly tell you if we've ever spoken, but I can get, I perform, I have performed there regularly. I can get us in. Are they uh, an organizer or an artist? Uh, Artist. DJ, Paul. Yeah, they're it's an artist jockey. there. They're not. They're not. Well, no, it's a valid question because they could also be the owner of the club or something like that. To the best of my knowledge, they aren't. Um. <clears throat> so, the, what you do know is that the owner of the club is Cynthia Lomax. You've met and spoken with her, right? Um, and you know that DJ Senti is the prize DJ of the place. It's named after her. Mm-hmm. I would be seriously surprised. If uh, Cynthia 
was not aware of a lot of what was going on there. Um, there's there is so much supernaturalness there that I I can't imagine that she doesn't. Uh, um, you think uh, a talent agent might be of the sort that might be able to get us an intro if you can't. If we yeah, potentially, do you know a talent agent? Oh, I think I might have something. He pull, reaches into another pocket inside the jacket, um, fiddles through a few things, and then pulls out a card um, that, uh, in in a very understated style, just sa says Max Kennedy agent. I would recommend that. For this particular information gathering session, at maximum two people approach directly, and the rest use the rest be exterior surveillance and backup in case things go awry. Agreed. William, <laughs> given Nico's background, <clears throat> is this a club that he is welcome at as someone who provides party favors, or is this a club that he is not welcome at because he provides party favors? Uh, this club is not averse or a stranger to any form of drug deal, back alley okay. or otherwise. Correct okay. me if I'm wrong, isn't this where we initially met Nico, who was in the process of helping two people down from a bad trip? No, this, that was a different location, if I recall okay. correctly. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The DJ Santis was one of the first places you stopped by at the beginning of the first season. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It was literally, I think it was literally your first place that you went after leaving the Waffle House in the first episode. I, I just, I was thinking that was also the place we went back to and we met the, um, the other person from Ashwood Abbey and the, um, I can never remember the other brotherhood, the like sausage guy. The faithful of Shulpe. Yes, yeah. we did meet them there. Okay. But we did not meet um, Nico there. Yeah, no. You, <laughs> you met Nico in a Waffle House. <laughs> Why would you have been helping someone down from a... Oh. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, uh... <laughs> My personal recommendation, simply based on previous interactions with this particular kind of crowd, would be Nico and Nina on the approach. Paul, what's the range in which that compass can be effective? Uh, Paul opens his mouth and says words. <laughs> um, it doesn't seem to have a range. The, put me let me see if I can find it. Hang on. Here. Uh it might be it might be mortal remains. If it's mortal remains, then I can definitely find it. Like I said, I have the whole thing. I just copied them all. Uh, I guess I can 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 we say yeah, it's mortal remains. Uh page 129. 129. And I will add yes, hard of the succubus. There we go. Architects, demons, da, 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 da. Went to academics. 
It, it, de- it determines the direction of the nearest demon. <laughs> Period. Right. Um, it, it's, it, it, it's, it simply points, <clears throat> points me to the closest one. If we're outside, that actually may be better because that means at least uh, we can uh, walk around and determine that they are in fact inside and not 50 kilometers off in the other direction. Yes. We just have to make Senti is performing this evening. Well, I'm going to say it's a Tuesday. And from what you know, that's her regular evening. Okay. Then my suggestion would be thus, and feel free to counter with others. Nina and Nikolai make the approach. Communicate with with Senti directly. See if you can ascertain anything in specific about their connection to demons in the city, or if they if they are themselves one, and any information you potentially can get about this nail. As cautiously as possible to not give away our full hand, I trust the two of you to do that. Astrid and myself will be inside the club for physical offense backup in case things go horrendously wrong. Thomas and Paul on the outside, keeping monitor. Thomas keeping Paul safe. Paul confirming the presence of demons within the club. Uh, Paul turns and gives Thomas a winning smile and says, Right, lad, what you say? First mission on the ground, huh? Are there any objections uh, to this particular suggestion? No. Um, I think it's a good configuration. Um, I would prefer when the, the Nico and I one were talking with, you know, assuming once we can confirm what we strongly suspect about about her, her nature. Honestly, not that I'm going to mention a lot of you guys, but otherwise I like to be pretty upfront. There's no point in trying to lie to a fucking demon. You don't play a player, yeah. Um, I'll leave the specifics of that to the two of you. I trust your judgment. Sounds good. We also, uh, mo- also because we don't know a lot about the demons in the city, and I would like to know more. Thank you very much, Colleen. Where do you? Who do you want to be partnered up with? Um, I can stay near Paul. Just be on the outside, keeping an eye out. All right. Also, it draws less suspicion if there are less young people in the club. Yeah, that doesn't matter one way or the other with this club. Not with the club necessarily, no, but with our prey. And Nico look shoots Paul a glance and just sort of pats the pocket that has the one-eyed king in it. Um, Paul, I guess that. my only concern with that, and I'm generally in favor of it. Uh, and I'm not saying this is a no, we shouldn't do it. It's just something for, for the outside people to be aware of. If we know this information, it's very likely that some other power players do. And if that's the case, Colleen is once again a key to a lot of things. Nina, I'll follow your lead on this. What do we want to know about this nail? Obviously, where where it is uh but are we are we looking for function that sort of thing that would be that would be good um if it's you know 
if a mortal touches it, it 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 it, it, it turns them into. It allows Lucifer to appear. I, I don't. I, whatever right. it does, then we should probably know that going at going in. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Seems reasonable. So yeah, function would be good. Uh, location. Um, who else would be most who else likely is looking to for it? Um, is, is it worth approaching it in the same way that we did with the uh, uh, the local werewolves and and telling them that we're willing to work together? I'm not opposed. Though, so, yeah, because while I mean, I feel... while it is while it is obviously mostly Christian folklore, do be do be aware that there are always risks in making bargains with demons. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Just like there's there's risks with making bargains with big furry death machines, and well, I wasn't going to go there. It but... sort of smiles at Nikolai. Unfortunately, I said it. Nico, Nico gives him a wink. The Chiron yeah. group. Unfortunately, the Chiron group does not yet have the technology to bind one at their words, which was more the mystical element I was suggesting the warning of. Yeah, no, well, you, from you that guys, note, you, you guys are more the fuck ton of lawyers than you. Yes, we've made deals with a lot of types. Um, vampires can do that. Changelings apparently can do that. So, oh. I'm not that concerned about that because I don't agree to much. But yeah. I'm not too terribly concerned Something either, but mind. yes, vocalizing sure. it is important. Yes, no, absolutely fair. Aside from that, uh, those of you with more experience with this establishment, are there any extant threats that we should be aware of to keep our eyes out for from this establishment, aside from the entity we're looking to contact? Werewolves, vampires, demons, changelings, ghosts. That um, specifically hang out, that has specifically been encountered at this location. Vampires, werewolves, changelings, zombies. ghosts, zombies. Miss, Miss Guy is not exaggerating. I think every time we've been there, we've run into at least two or three different spooky It's sorts. a supernatural hotspot. Everything oh. could conceivably be there. That's why it's good we're going to hopefully before it opens, because less of them will be there. Well, then. Which, for those of you running the math, it's unlikely that all of these things running at the same time going to right. this location are unaware of who runs the place. Right. Right. And Miss Sky, back to your uh, previously expressed concern, I don't mean to sound dismissive, but I think having um, uh, having Colleen with us outside gives us a quicker means of egress if it becomes necessary. Absolutely. No, I agree. Um, and and it, it's, like I said, it's definitely something where I'm not saying, no, that's a bad idea. That's actually a good idea. Just realize that the group of you outside will be the smaller of the group. Question. So it's easier to get some, if they, if they really quick nab her, it's easier to get her into a car and get away. Just, again, like like Zero, it's something that had to be said to just so everybody's aware of it. Question. Of the three that will be outside, how many of you can drive? Yeah. Oh. I can drive. Yeah. Um, I can drive as well, and uh, Colleen apparently 
has recently obtained both a vehicle and a driver's license. But not lessons yet, which is the important part. If push Um, comes to shove, I can probably pull some magic and learn how to drive, at least for a little bit. I mean, also to be to see a situation like this is why I also came with presents. Um, They're just in the car. Uh, And she runs out, comes back really quick with um, just just a decently sized box. (laughs) That one unwrapped has uh, a a couple of Glocks, a a taser, and an ASP baton. Oh, you guys get me the best presents, she says. She takes both guns. Self-defense. Speaking of, I say as I put a briefcase on the the table and click it open and f- pull you're it out. You're just trying to one-up everybody. This is not... That's all you're trying to do. This is for everyone, not Colleen, specifically. <laughs> uh, inside, there are a series of vials of clear liquid that are all stoppered. One for each. Holy water from our R&D department. Oh, good. Right. Yeah, it's uh, does scientifically know... made holy water? Blessed by a priest and it? everything. Okay, I was going to say, we figured out the chemical composition of what a blessing is. Do you think, do you think that we... Anybody could. Do you think that <laughs> of, 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 all the, of all the organizations that we would not understand the value of having a priest on staff? Oh, no, you absolutely would. I just don't know. Uh, exactly does Nico do. know anything particularly about demons, if they have any vulnerabilities, anything yeah. like that? Uh, roll question. me intelligence and occult if you want to know that. Okay. Well, do I know anything of value that can be harvested off of them? I'll allow weak, allow any weak spots. <laughs> also roll. <laughs> right. I don't know shit. <clears throat> do I get any bonuses for my for for the specificity of my question for my conspiracy? I know conspiracy dots. Because yeah, I figure harvesting things from demons is probably a thing I've learned, too. Nice. Um, All right. Uh, does Does Thomas have anything to keep his giant fuck off sword in, or is he just <laughs> one <laughs> around scabbard. wild strife? Yeah, no, wild strife. It, it is then. <laughs> um, Paul kind of taps his his upper lip and says. Uh, we may want to swing by a sports supply store. Um, maybe find a fencing bag or a, a oh, bag or a piano case. No, no, we're good. We're good. Um, I mean, not here, but uh, we're going to a bar. We're going to get you a pool cue bag. Not those typically oh, shorter oh. because pool cues right. can be collapsed. Pulkies can be classed, but not all of them can. Mm. They they make they make pulky bags that are full length. Are they wide enough? Should be uh, able to. Yeah, that'll be good. As as as, as you guys are people tend to this... look at you weird if you're just randomly carrying <laughs> murder weapons. As, as, big, as you... well, I was gonna say big ba- big long things around. Yeah. But as you as you guys are considering this, by the way, some of you look over and see Colleen with almost practice precision 
uh, clear, drop, magazine, reload, pull back. She seems to have been trained on gun work, at least. Uh, so Here we go. Uh, William, girl. Nina's role in my role. So yes, you're two. Uh, Nina, this is probably so this is probably relevant to your character. You are aware that demons have something called a ban, which yep. is a task or situation that they cannot abide. If you have the power to cause their ban to be broken, you have the threat over them. Um, and they will do anything they can to prevent their ban from being violated. Because yep. when it is, they lose a lot of power and sometimes just die, depending on how severe the ban is. Um, and Zero. Uh, and with two successes, Zero... There's a number of demon parts that can be grafted on, you know, the hand oftentimes, or the eyes, vital organs. Yeah. But okay, uh, this is that demon, and in that, not the other one. In that, and in that particular uh, sort of like understanding, do I? Uh, is there a particular tool that is best used for harvesting those? Or Silver. is it? So, so silver, not just silver, nothing else, nothing more special. I mean, if you can kill the demon, you can sort of cut it up at your leisure, but eh, blessed weapons typically will do the best job. Okay. So, holy water. <laughs> yeah. Because we can't have a priest come and bless our arsenal. That would take too long. <laughs> um,. I, I I didn't specifically say it, but Paul will definitely take one of the vials. Uh, as as people are taking the vials, you can splash yep. it directly on them or apply it to your weapons if you have something that is piercing. I say indicating oh, shit weapons, yeah. Indicating to my uh, indicating to my crossbow, my, my sorry my 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 compound my compound bow uh, carrying case. As um, Astrid takes out her axes and starts applying it, yeah, melee weapons will be particularly effective on yes. But don't apply them yet. Only apply them when you need it. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I do like that. Action. That shit'll dry, <laughs> man. <laughs> shit'll evaporate, and then you're fucked. Uh, Nico like goes it. and the grabs. Effects, the effects are not. Su- the effects are not super long. Apply before you swing. Uh, useful if 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 applied in a spray bottle or a water gun, that sort of thing. I have no idea on that particular end. Water gun full of holy water. We can water. get one of those at the at the sporting goods store. That would Seems be that would be a question for the Maleficarium. I hear they like to put things in water guns. The, <laughs> the two with which we were most recently acquainted, I would imagine they put tequila in it and mainly shot it into their own mouths. But Um, did you, uh, because I know there was some discussion of it, um, bring, uh, firearms, because, uh, Thomas had requested one the night before. Reach down, pick up another case that was hidden behind the table, set it down, click, click, and it's just a perfectly arranged row of pistols and submachine guns in this larger case. I also have a few rifle cases, if anyone's interested. I have a gun for you, if you want. I also I also have somebody's forty five. Is that Nina's? It's from way back. It probably is. Then yes. Okay. Um, then then as she says that, Paul says, "Oh, Miss Sky. Um, speaking of which, 
I've still got a loner from you. Would you like it back? Oh, that's where Harry went. Indeed. Um, I was wondering about that. I don't think any uh, any dirtier than Harry was when you loaned him to me, but uh, and he will. Um, I mean, Harry's pretty dirty. Uh, uh, he will produce produce it from uh, from under his his coat and uh, and offer it out. The pistols, by the way, the pistols are all uh, uh, five sevens, FN five sevens, um, and the submachine guns are. Uh, uh, this is all in the armory book. Uh, the submachine guns are are, are uh, uh, P nineties. Armory or armory reloaded? Uh, armory. Yeah, Armory Reloaded actually doesn't have a lot of weapons in it other than, like, weird futuristic actually, stuff. Like, yeah, 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 P90s. Because that'd be, that'd be the easier ones to acquire and they're smaller. And the, um, the pistol that, that, that the, the forty five that, that uh, Nina had learned, Paul, is a Colt 1911. Yep. So he actually will take that and just hand it over to Thomas. Fair. Ah, thanks. This is my favorite. Right. Cool. It's very trusty. His name is Harry. Hello, Harry. But Thomas will say very seriously down to the gun and then put it away. That rule in your hands, lad. I will also pull out the uh, the shoulder holster that Paul is wearing and hand that over in case Thomas would like to wear it. I would ask was be, be before we we head out there and get in this since we are hopefully doing this by discussion like even if things look like they're about to get bad like let Nico or I give the go ahead before rushing in to to fight or defend or anything cuz this could get tense conceivably i don't want it to but you never know and yeah if we think we can salvage it, but then someone comes in with a, a, oh, holy water and giant swords and and rocket launchers and whatever else we bring to this, that sort of kills the mood. I think that's why it's best that Astrid and I are on the inside. Right. Because our weapons are far more concealable. I say, yeah, opening my coat to indicate the big fuck-off bowie knife that's hidden there. Do we have rocket launchers? I can... We do not have rocket launchers. Can we was... give some? That sounds wonderful. <sighs> I can put in a call. Astrid, hun, you're not you're you're there. not putting me more at ease right now. I not tonight. I just I know, I know, I know. You can always use special. a rocket launcher. We we haven't typically that's a Valkyrie request, but we do occasionally have a need for one. I could probably get my hands on one if we if I needed to. There are some there are some 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 like paramilitary and uh, <laughs> ex paramilitary, <laughs> let's be honest, paramilitary in the union. Paramilitary. Uh Darren, I could also get those, uh, I could also acquire AP forty cows. Yes. I'll put a box of bullets on the on thing. Sweet. I could also acquire. I could also acquire a modified T-shirt launcher. Cool. I like the way you think. It's very. It's very surprising when they're expecting a T-shirt. It's actually a grenade. Yeah. 
that I mean, do I need to make more Molotovs? As I was loading. I, I was gonna say, yeah, a t-shirt soaked in kerosene or in holy water. Also that. Because then they just catch it instead of trying to dodge it and splish. Uh, we're go we're going we're going with the, the the Mongol technique of just you have a you have a cup full of wine that is actually oil that you just splash on them and throw them in and throw a match. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, Mara, if you need it, I just posted the cult stats, just a screenshot of it from my page to yours on in Slack. Oh, okay. Uh, well then, hopefully, you won't need it super quickly, but it's there if you do. Thanks. So, we are agreed on our approach and on our retaliation, should that be required. Now the question is: Do we want to be in there before they open or during operational hours? Before be, would be preferable. It would be easier for Astrid and I to blend into the background if there are other people there, but not impossible for us to do so if there aren't. I mean, it's very doable if you're there. You just go up and strike up a conversation with the bartender. The bartender is going to be so... Bartender of any club is going to be so used to people being in there beforehand that they have no idea who they are. They will just start talking to you like your wait staff. Not wrong. So, having, having had to go into a bar before it was closed before, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, that's that's one hundred percent normal for people to be to be wandering around and they're like and they're like, oh okay. So yeah. I would prefer that because there will be less potential agents of hell in there. The other thing you know is that exploded. The the uh the the thing the other thing you know about Sentis is that it has some private rooms and you don't know what's in them. Mm-hmm. So that's a consideration. Well then, let me arrange some suitcases for anything Astrid and I might need that will be a little bit larger than we can conceal. Okay. And we should be able to get started. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Hand- it does raise. It might raise some alarms slightly if you guys walk in with like two suitcases a piece or something like that, I, because then you just scream hitmen. I think one a piece is more than enough. You still scream hitmen, but but you can if I, I trust you guys. It's to a be low. Quiet. It's a quieter scream. Yeah, I give. I trust quiet. you guys to be subtle about it instead of like walking in in your trench coats and well. As I look Combat at you in your sunglasses, team. never mind. Ignore everything I just said. I pro- <laughs> I produce a like what like an aluminum cased uh, like an aluminum cased like travel suitcase uh, that has stickers on it all from like various different like country stickers on it, which I slide over towards Astrid. I feel this is probably more your style and looks less suspicious. Filter. And you you can uh, you carry you carry that. It looks like you stole it off the American tourist that you killed in a hostel. I will have this one. I say, producing what is basically like, like an executive briefcase. It it's better than the time we had to be golfers. This yes. is true. You should be able to. Say- Did that get stolen off an American who was killed in a hostel? I don't care. I'm just curious. No. 
Okay. It was a Belgian. <laughs> Zero offers no elaboration. He just says no. <laughs> Uh, but Nico comes up from the, the Nico comes up from the hideout with a uh, Adidas, basically small scale duffel bag that is rattling very suspiciously, um, and just throws his SMG on top with a couple of loaded magazines, and then zips it back up. So yeah, I all right, I'm prepped. I put my I put my quiver and my um. Actually, I can hide my quiver under my coat. I put my... Uh... Can I hide my quiver under my coat? You're, it's a long bow, not a crossbow. It's a compound bow. But no, no. no. So yeah, I'll put the quiver and my... No, and my... then you can't. I'll put the quiver and, the, and my compound bow in my suitcase. Like, you might be able to collapse the compound bow enough if it's sufficiently high-tech, but the arrows, not so much. Yeah. That'll all go in my suitcase. Um, I will load up because I, I won't be able to have my full range of arrows in the suitcase, definitely, so I will specifically load up um, silver-tipped arrows. Alright. Oh, and Astra, that reminds me. You want to pick a pick a day when we've got some downtime and go out and work on your short game? I'm good. Uh, he just smiles. I I will I will uh, pull out a, a pair of silver throwing knives and hand and hold them out towards Astrid. She'll take them. Okay. I prefer my axe, but my axes, but these could come in handy. So, from our experiences in recovery, silver tends to be better while the demons are still in possession of their bodies. Makes sense. She'll pocket them. And I, so yeah, I will have my I will have my regular Bowie knife, um, silver broadhead arrows, uh, and uh, two silver throwing knives, and then my my compound bow in the briefcase. It's theorized by your priests <clears throat> that silver works so well on demons because it's a metal that's associated with purity, which is a load of bullshit from a chemical standpoint. But <laughs> I don't question the priest. <laughs> He has his he has his expertise, I have mine. <laughs> mine is applying weapons to bodies. His is telling me why it works. <laughs> uh do you have anything specific you want to put in your suitcase, Astrid? Or axes. Just the axes? In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She will hold up her arm with the gun tattoo on it. I'm covered. Right. So. I forget about your fancy tattoos. They come in handy. Indeed they would. He sort of holds up his hand and just sort of flexes and you see the you see the tips of his finger of the gloves of his finger point out slightly and then recede. Well then. Shall we go? Do it, do it. <clears throat> Set out. Yeah. The group of we're you taking, make your way. But we're taking one ride or multiple? We should definitely multiple. One per group. Very good. That way we can arrive separately. Colleen, would you like to uh, embark yeah, on the honors. I thought you were about to ask me if I wanted to drive, and I was like, yep. Mm. That's, that's what he's asking. 
I haven't remotely been taught yet. Yes, it. Oh, she has never involved. driven in her life, and you want her to drive with a bunch of weapons inside. So when the cops pull you over, we don't have any weapons. Well, we've got a sword, but <laughs> yeah, there's a sword. Um, oh, I, I, I honestly, I thought she had driven some last season. She no, may I'm have. Sure she's she not had any training with it. Yeah, that's okay. why I bought right. her driving well, then, lessons right. too. Then, then never mind. He, would, he wouldn't suggest that. He'll he'll suggest that later. Like uh, she she has, she has openly said in this in this same conversation that if push comes to shove, she can probably use magic to know how to drive at least temporarily. Yeah, but why do that when someone else can drive? That's what you're right. there for, Paul. Um, right then, it's um, it, um, Thomas. Um, if you don't mind, I figure with your uh, uh, with your sword there, you might be more comfortable in the back seat. Colleen, if you want to ride up front, I can walk you through some of the mechanics as we're driving. All right. I look over at Astrid. My car or yours? I have a bike. My card is. Does she does does Colleen have a bag that she's taking, or like a purse or a bag or anything? Yeah, probably. Uh, can I roll to um, slip a present into it? The one-eyed king. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. Like an actual present. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a gift. Roll dexterity Nico. and larceny. The gift wrap one-eyed king. Nico looks over at Nina. You want to ride your shotgun or? Uh, I'm good either way. I can drive or you can drive. I'm thinking if things go sideways, I'd like to be riding in something that has metal on all sides. Oh, oh no, I have a, I, I, I drove here oh. with a car. Oh, I brought Thomas. Right. Thomas can't come here. Can't come here on a bike because, you know, Sword. Big fuck off sword. Yeah. Okay. I'll, like, I'll again, jump. the cops tend to look at you weird when I'll you're, when you're driving along and you have a giant sword on the back of your, your motorcycle. Just, just tell them you're going to Dragon Guns. Fine. Are you going in clean or do we need something to start off? Who is that directed at? I'm going clean. George I, I'm going to go clean. Okay. Um... Being as clear-headed as possible is going to be good in this situation. No, fair, 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 fair. But you do you. I took a triple V this morning, and that's kind of wearing off now, so I think I'm coming down, and we're we're probably fine. Okay. I just assume that you know all of these drug terms, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, hydrocodone, Valium, and vodka. Triple V, man. What? Where's, where's the V in hydrocodone? The slang for that because it, it's Vicodin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes Vicodin sense. Valium vodka. Yeah. Okay. All right. Triple so. Triple V, also known as the the, the House MD. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you make your way out. Um Nico and Nina head straight there. Yep. Um, Zero and uh, Astrid take a slightly longer route. Um, and uh, Paul, Thomas, 
and I still need to get an I still need to get a logo for Thomas into the roll twenty. Paul, Thomas, but, and Colleen. And Colleen, take a slight detour to get a cue bag for Thomas's yeah. sword. Yep. And then head there. Mm-hmm. Sporting goods store. I I I do have to go in to buy it, and I will leave the sword behind. Um. You could always just send Paul in to buy it. You you can. Oh, yeah. I will I will remind you about some properties of your sword that mean you can be pretty confident that you can leave it wherever you want. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I'll I'll leave it behind and I I can go in and get it. So the sword is You're you're muted. Paul you're muted, Craig. Uh Paul reaches for his wallet. Have you got enough to cover it? Uh yeah. Yeah, I I think so. I have resources of one. I assume that's fine to get a it's enough to get a cue bag, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, then as he's getting out, Paul turns to Colleen and says, oh, um, you might want to check your uh, your purse. She will look inside and see what's inside. Uh, there, is a, there is a nicely wrapped, very obviously a book, or several books. She will open it up and see what the books are. It is the uh, complete series of the uh, Anna Green Gables books by Lucy <laughs> Montgomery. <laughs> She looks at these. These are going to be completely done by the time that you get back. Um, Paul smiles and nods and says, um, uh, and, and, and reaches into a pocket. Uh, uh, no, I guess he wouldn't, he wouldn't have it with him, but he says, I'm also going to get you an e-reader so you can uh, move on to other things. But I thought, you know, something physical that you could actually hold that's not a gun or some sort of magical artifact. Um, just... Or a bottle of vodka. Right. Just something to read. About about the real world, not about any of this that's going on. I mean, I hate to break it to you, but this is the real world. Well, you know what I mean. We spoil this child. No, we we make sure that this child is ready to deal with the world that she is thrust into. We also spoil this child. Paul is also trying trying to make sure that she is ready for a life that hopefully isn't this one. We get her books and games and guns and drinks and cars (laughs) and fake IDs. (laughs) Yeah, I I was taught to read by the Akashics and let me tell you, you you gain information very quickly. Um, She just uh, absorbs the books. (laughs) <laughs> he, he turn around. She's half. <laughs> he nods and says, "Right, but I guess I'm. I'm. I'm going to bet you don't know this much about Nova Scotia." And he reaches over and taps the books. I will, and I will in about ten minutes. I know you will. But and sometimes it's like you know, if you're hungry, I know you can work your way through a meal as fast as possible. But sometimes it's also all right to take your time. Mm-hmm. Do you do you leave the car or do you just let? Because um, I will I will remind you that you are now in a car with that Thomas is not, but Thomas's sword is in. What I had forgotten that. Yeah, the <laughs> sword's just in the back seat. I know. What? I didn't think about that. Yeah. 
now that you mentioned that, I guess Paul isn't getting out of the car. Paul's yeah. definitely not getting out of the car. <laughs> I am super excited for him touching the sword and then being teleported away from it. I'm super excited yeah. for him to touch the sword and then realize, what's this pokey feeling in my chest? Oh, God! <laughs> no, he's not, he's, not, he's not touching the sword, but if... Um, um, uh, if if Colleen gets does start reading the books and sort of gets pulled in, he will um, take out his phone and try to take some pictures of it. All right, you do that. Why while, while you're taking those pictures, you look over and you see that Colleen just has one of the first book in her lap, and the pages are just just flipping rapidly as she magic speed reads. You You're are gonna absolutely about the age of fifteen. <laughs> You're gonna have a blast at uh, at university when we're all done with this. If you want to go that way, she smirks a little bit. So you take some pictures of the sword. Do you do anything physically with it, or do you just take pictures of it and leave it there? Nope. Take take pictures of it and leave it there. Paul is very cautious. All right. <laughs> Thomas. If Colleen was not in the car, maybe. Okay, if Colleen was not in the car, definitely. But if Colleen That's is fair. sitting right there, Paul's not going to be like, so, what's going on? <laughs> like, I mean, she's got three books to get through. I know. She at least seems wrapped up in those. Oh my God. I still feel like she'll notice if I just crawl into the back seat. Fair point. He's just going to reach back. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like he's like doing one of these like except instead of making a move on a date, he's like reaching for the sword. Come on, Paul. Touch the sword. Just touch it. I lay the bait out. No you know you to want to touch it. it. <laughs> I guess you told because you said it was point. bait. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... He, he, he got just a little stabbed by a fang dagger last year, so just a little stabbed. Just a little stab. Mm. All right. Okay. That's fair. So. All right, yeah. ready. Thomas returns after a little bit. Doesn't take long. Oh, I should have got Thomas a Thompson. I, I don't know what that is. It's a Tommy, Tommy gun. gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Thomas returns, gets back in the car, very casually slings the sword, just like picks it up and slings it into the bag. Yep. All right, ready. That should work. Just sending a text and finishes sending the pictures to Maxwell. And then <laughs> off we go. Now to the investigation phase. Indeed. So, in varying stages, the three groups arrive at the exterior of DJ Senti's. Right off, of highway, right off of Highway 78, right in the middle of nowhere. Once we get there, um, <laughs> stop, look over. So how armed are you currently? About 
thirty k worth plus an SMG. Okay. And street value is about twice that, but that's what you know. Okay. And she's saying this as she is pulling her uh, uh, pulling her guns out, opening, reaching across, opening up the the glove compartment, and putting hers inside. I'm going in completely unstrapped. It'll. It's, this, I'm not telling them this because they will get worried at the last sign of anything. They'll go in. Yeah. No. Like I mean, it'll take You're right me a there. minute you, to to get yeah. to mine because there's like a zipper and shit. But yeah. You're right fair. there. You need to know if things get if things go bad. Right. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, um, and he digs in one of the side packets and pulls out his dose of red resin and just mainlines that. William, can I spend willpower to activate one of my elixirs or no? Is it just the straight roll? Uh, I will say you can spend willpower on an elixir activation roll, yeah. Okay. Then he's going to do that because he's hoping for that critical <clears throat> success. <laughs> Boom! There we go. Nice. All right. Yeah, so seven successes I can, red resin. Yep, I can see all the monsters within sight. They're outlined by a tinge of red light that only I can see, so it's basically Overwatch enemy team vision. Um, since I got an exceptional success, I can tell what kind of monster they are as well. Yep. It is within your sight range, though, so anything through a wall you cannot see. Right. Anything through a wall I won't be able to see, um, and if their morality or whatever their version of morality is is above eight, it won't pick them up either. Mm -hmm. If they're as close to human as they can be. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, also, we're not there yet, but just so you're aware of what I can see in Sense William, uh, I've got Unseen Sense for Spirits, which means I can sense when uh, I got one dot in it, which means that I can sense uh, verges and loci, uh, as well as the emotional weight of the area around me. Uh, I can make an extended wits and composure roll to be able to uh, feel what sort of resonance the area has. Um, and I can sort of sense the, I can, I can passively sense the presence of ghosts and see them. Uh, and I've got my optic thorn, which tells me if there are any supernaturally augmented hunt humans around me. So not monsters, but humans. Uh, as well as if anybody has any active relics or elixirs or thama technology or anything like that on them. Yeah. I will probably miss some of that, so just be aware of what you can see and right. remind me if it seems relevant. Yeah, I will, I, will, I will ask again. I'm just letting you know in case any of that pops up immediately. Mm -hmm. So, obviously we're going in there looking for the information. I would, in a perfect situation, I want to come out of that with a new friend. Oh, yeah. Nearest is, I, nearest is uh, obviously, this doesn't mean anything. Could be an absolute, could be the the most prolific serial killer in this area since, since time began. Demon. But I feel like assuming that she is she actually is what we believe she is she probably wouldn't be able to operate 
without being fairly on the level and as prominent of a position as she is. And if we can have some insight, we have no insight into demons right now. And the, the demon community, quote unquote, if there is one. So ideally that's what I'd like. So I'm probably gonna be taking a more, let's say non-aggressive route. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah, I would say probably the whole 79 to 81. If you think the Atlanta child. Right, right. No, yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was figuring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. But yeah, no, uh, all of that tracks. I'm on board with all that. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Just so and... we're not working at cross purposes. And I go, and I'm like, yeah. hey, how you doing? And you're like, and then you're like the desk. Right. tell us where the hell <laughs> <girl> is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No, no, I'm, I'm going to let, I'm going to let you do most of the talking and I'm going to do most of the watching unless she really seems like she needs something to get her juices rolling. In which case I have substances. Wait. All right, well, let's wait. But our... but that will be applied at her own consent. This right. I don't have anything in there that I can, you know. Drugs, forcibly drug someone with. Right, that's... Yeah. That, that, that's, a, that's a bad way to get return customers. I wonder if demons can be drugged even. Mm -hmm. It's a day for learning. Let's see what happens. Let's go. Yeah, let's let 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 let's give this a go. Okay. And Nico, follow Nina in. Yep. Or up to the door at least, wherever we get stopped. Or. Yep. So, you make your way in. It's quiet on at the moment. There's mostly just staff milling about, getting everything set up for tonight. Um. And almost immediately upon you entering, uh, a relatively burly-looking individual, uh, tall, dark, dark-skinned, uh, relatively broad, um, approaches you um, and just, excuse me, do you have tickets for tonight? This is, this is tonight's, tonight's session is private members only. Do I know this particular bouncer person? Local bouncer, you don't see him all that often on nights that aren't Tuesday, and you've never performed on a Tuesday, because as he mentioned, Tuesday is right. usually private. And that's always DJ Senti's name. Do I know his name, at least? No, you've never gotten his name. <clears throat> okay. I know this was the perfect time for me to take a bite of something while I was about to start talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm good that way. I mean, Nico can jump in right away if you want, but I feel like that's a terrible idea. Hey. You've seen him around. You just never gotten his name. Right. So here's the thing. No, I don't. I'm not. Reacts, I'm not going to be, I'm not here for, I know you guys have your private night thing. I'm just here beforehand. I thought I'd catch up with some people. 
Uh, he's kind of I, upset. I'm Nina. <coughs> I fall. Right, right. Mike, he says, taking your hand and shaking it. Mike, nice to meet you. Um, yeah, no, I just thought, you know, I've <coughs> been really busy. I haven't had a chance to stop by here. I figure, you know, it's it's before the, it's before anything's open. We will be completely out of your hair by the time you're the the customers show up. Uh, this is Nico. <laughs> Waves. Is he registering as <laughs> more or less normal? Yeah, he seems pretty normal to you. Okay. This is my this is my um my pharmacist. Um, the man the bar does not. Okay. What does he register as? Definitely some form of demon. Okay. Cool. But yeah, we just thought we we'd we'd stop by, catch up with some people. And then I start walking. She sticks a hand out. Who are you looking to speak with in particular? My, you're a large and good at blocking things. Um, <laughs> he he looks like um, to go to an animated movie. He looks like the 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 secret agent, this this the CIA agent from Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Yes. You are <laughs> you are definitely a defensive lineman somewhere or former. Um You know, just the people the name I I throw out the name of the owner of the establishment okay. which you said Cynthia twice Lomax. tonight that I cannot right. remember. Cynthia uh, Lomax. Yes. Cynthia, Cynthia, yeah. Cynthia I'll throw out like the 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 probably person in charge of the uh, of the kitchen. All right. Several other several other names like that. I'll go take it up to the boss, and if she says you're good, then you're good. I'll be right back. And he will step up the stairs. I'm going to want you to make me... You can't spend willpower on this because this is just a matter of how well she remembers you. Roll me a presence and expression with your fame dots. I mean, if I fail this fucking roll, I swear to God. Good. For successes. So, the uh, a few minutes goes by, and he returns back downstairs. And all right, you're good to go up. Awesome. Sort of just just bump him on the shoulder, friendly bump. Gives you a nod. You look like a million bucks, Mike. <laughs> As we head up, well, that's going to make it interesting for for. Astrid and Zara to get inside. Nico sticks his phone back in his pocket, having already texted them. Invite only! <laughs> That's okay. I've got a plan. Um, and then kind of nudges Nina slightly. Yep. Uh, fellow at the bar is uh, from parts south, as it were. Someone I'm familiar with? Uh, you've seen the bartender several times. He's there all the time. Okay. It's not just like the Tuesday bartender. 
No, yeah, he's he's there all the time. Little freaky, make makes make some really good <clears throat> mixes though. <coughs> Nico oh, will have text, texted that to the group chat as well. Bartender equals devil smile, devil emoji. If we can't get if we can't get a get a get a face to face with our with our DJ, it's another option. Yeah, decent backup. Someone who's available on non. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you head up to the manager's office. Yep. And again, to reiterate for those of you who don't remember, because it's been well over a year since you last <laughs> met this individual, um, Cynthia Lomax is dressed like an emaciated David Bowie. She is dressed in a very well-appointed, like, white suit with red with like red and purple accents that is well tailored and well put together and her hair is an excellent undercut that just kind of sweeps to one side she looks like she needs a sandwich in the worst way like david bowie at any point in his career kind of yeah (laughs) i mean but hey cynthia what's up Nina, how can I help you? I heard you. I heard you came by. I wanted to catch yeah, up. Yeah, I just—it's it, been a while. I just thought I had a free day. Uh, you know Nico, right? Uh, you've made a few deals around here, I think. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, I just pretty, sure my, pretty sure my dues are up to date. But let me know. Uh, I'll keep an eye out. Never come by before on a Tuesday. I didn't realize it was quite as quite as even before Exclusive. you get started. Oh no, Tuesday is Senti's night. She club members only. <clears throat> yeah, I know that she's I know that she is um uh shall we say uh reclusive a bit, but that's but that 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 that's above and beyond. Anyway, um have you been? Is she here? I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to get. I don't want to want to step on any toes or anything. No, oh, she's she's in the booth getting set up right now. Okay. Um. So how have things been? They've been. And you can tell this woman seems tired constantly. She's she's always seemed tired since you've known her. She's always seemed tired. Mm. registers as human though yes she manages the nightclub that that caters to multiple different supernatural types of course she's tired (laughs) um but the uh she's like it's been busy and we've been having a lot of traffic lately but business has been good no major incidents as of late like well there was that situation a few months ago and i'm glad that you and your friends were there to stop that poor shambler from walking in Mm -hmm. let's cut to the chase we know why you're here you want to talk to us about something important i actually so here's the thing it's not you necessarily that I want to talk to 
Uh, I was hoping you could get me an introduction to our guest of honor tonight. Nothing hostile, nothing even remotely bad. I'd just like to talk a little potential business. This Tell is the me, only time I can talk to her. Or I can get manipulation her. and persuasion. Okay. While that's happening, I will can spend Nico, willpower on this. Go for it. Can Can Nico try a diagnosis on? Does this woman suffer from an eating disorder? Is this woman have cancer? Is she on drugs? Like, if he can, if he can try and diagnose the severe emaciation on this individual. Romy Whitson Medicine. Whitson Medicine, perfect. Mm, okay, I'll take that. All right. See what. One success. <laughs> she seems like she's wasting away. Like there's no specific right. cause. Right. She just seems like she's being shriveled up by something. Okay. It's clearly whatever is going on in her life is taking a massive toll on her. Okay. She seems to be ignoring it for the most part, but the physical ramifications are evident. Uh-huh. If it helps any, what I'm hoping to talk business about is something that would be for the benefit of everybody. And by everybody, you mean literally everybody. every person making making movement, breathing or not. Interesting. Can confirm. All right. I'll let, Sen I'll let Senti know you're on your way. Thank you. You are the best. Go ahead and head up to the booth. All right. Okay. Yep. Two of you. Two of you head out. Yep. And make your way to the booth. Before we get to that scene, uh, Zero. So have get that text. Having received those texts, Astrid, have you uh, <clears throat> Astrid, have you ever have you ever played the role of a bodyguard? I say as I turn, really like the, the the tires squeal, and I start driving in a different direction. I haven't, but I can easily. Open the glove box. She'll open it up. Third file down. You open up, and there's just a stack of like Manila envelopes. It goes to the third file down. Uh, you pull it out, close it. Uh, if you open it up, inside there is a dossier on someone who looks very much like Zero, but has like messed up black hair and blue eyes, uh, about a, a, a man named John Carver, who is a sort of like a billionaire playboy, like socialite kind of person. And just like a list of like things he's been arrested for and various other things. You don't need to memorize all of it, but some of it. She will start going uh, through it. I go. I pull up to wherever an ATM that I can that I I can access my funds from is. Uh, get out of the car. Leave it running. Take my suitcase and hers. Be right back. I go to the back of the car. Open it up. Dump my dump my bow out into the trunk. Change the uh, change the. Uh, the hand axes over to my suitcases and all the stuff Astro was carrying over to my suitcase. Close it. Take the the travel suitcase, go up to the ATM, withdraw the maximum amount of cash I can get out of that ATM, 
Hundred thousand dollars, we'll say. Stuff it in the tr- stuff it in the suitcase. Close it. Uh, go back to the truck with the car. I just spat a number out, Jeremy. Don't look wild at me. <laughs> I was gonna say that that's quite the number. It's normally like four hundred. Right. Whoa, that is wild, um, it's the I world of darkness. Assume, I just assume that Zero somehow hacked the ATM to spit out all the money. I have a special. It's a Chiron, it's a Chiron group card. Yeah. He probably does. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. Go back to the. <laughs> like, I go back to the trunk, set those things down, take off my coat, put it in there, take off my Bowie knife, put it in the suitcase with, with Astrid's uh, hand axes. Close that, close that. Uh, take off my sunglasses, put it down. I'm with the trunk obscuring the vision of me from Astrid. Uh, pull out uh, a set of contact lens cases and put in a pair of blue-eyed contact lenses that make my eyes look ever so slightly more dilated than normal. <laughs> but still cover the you know they cover what my eyes look like normally um get some get some get some gel use it and mess up my hair roll up my sleeves unbutton the top button uh then put everything in the trunk grab the briefcases close it come back around and sit down and zero is now without his sunglasses again he looks like he's 21 when you're looking at him, especially without the sunglasses, mm-hmm. no longer with a suit and tie, his shirt is unbuttoned and sort of hanging loose. He opens up the center console where there's just a bottle of whiskey that he pulls out, opens up, and begins chugging. Not enough to get drunk, but enough to get buzzed and for it to smell like I'm drunk. I also splash a little bit on my on my on my clothes a bit, hand it over to her, hand her the briefcases. Hi, my name is John Carver. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> what does what does Astrid like see from thumbing through this file? Uh so yeah, it is it's it's basically it's it looks like it's like almost like a police dossier about this billionaire playboy not philanthropist. Like but definitely like a like a like a like a socialite who was born into way too much money and just doesn't know what to do with it, drives a supercar that is very much the car you're in right now. Uh, spends most of his time partying and drinking and having sex, doesn't really have a job, but has a personal assigned bodyguard, which you are determining is now you. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, like, he comes from he comes from oil money. Like, he comes from Texas oil money uh, and spends most of his time drunk, high, or in a lockup of some kind. Okay. And I am going. He's Tony Stark. If Tony Stark never did anything with his life, kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like the first ten minutes of Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the first ten minutes of Iron Man two, minus the suit. And let's be honest, the first ten minutes of Iron Man three. <laughs> like Tony, Tony does reset after every Iron. It's Man. true. It's true. Uh, with advancement that is shown later, but. And I am going to do my best. To make it look as as we approach the bar, to make it look like I am that rich asshole who doesn't give a fuck as he parks right at the front door. Right. <laughs> Just like your your hood is like over the curb. Yeah. yeah. And blocking people into a second from walking spot. down. Yeah. Oh yeah, I also take the gloves off, so and I just look way I I I look like a disheveled, drunk, rich asshole right now. 
Oh, and yeah. I I also pull out a I also pull out a business card and hand it over to Astrid, and it just says it just says John Carver and the Carver Foundation, and it has a number, which definitely goes back to a Chiron Group specific like like phone number specifically designed to answer for John Carver. She'll put it in the pocket of her jacket. So, if it's a private shindig, I say as I grab the whiskey and drink it while driving. Then I'm just gonna be the one thing that gets into every pri- every private party money. Should work. <laughs> money and alcohol, I, which makes the money go away. We we were informed that were we informed that the bouncer was human? Yes, okay. bouncer's human. Bartender's a demon. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> which is why it'll be easier to get past the bouncer. <laughs> yeah. No, t- she'll she'll say yeah that that should work easier with the bouncer mm. i haven't had to be this guy so like he's like he's already adopted the slightly drunk posturing and everything i haven't had to be this guy in like 15 years now so how many different personalities are in here uh, a lot <laughs> okay you pull up get out stumble out of the car grab the briefcase that has the money in it indicating thus Astrid should grab the briefcase that has the weapons in it yes and I stumble and I just sort of straighten myself up Ah, good drive good drive and I walk towards the door with all the confidence of a rich white guy yep Astrid stone face behind him you make your way in Immediately again, the same bouncer. Hold up. What's up, my dude? Invitation for tonight. Invitation? No. Private club. Invite only. How do I get an invite? Does if it, you does, don't know, does you this don't. work? As I click open the suitcase, I just pull out a stack of bills and slam and put it like push it against his chest. Does this work for an invite? He looks down at the stack of bills. And I am trying to come across as rich, drunk, high asshole that can be taken for all of his money. Yeah. Roll manipulation and subterfuge. Do I get any bonuses for the prep work that I have to put into this? Plus three, we'll say. All right. Manipulation what? Subterfuge. All right. And I'm going to spend a willpower. As he gives him the bag, Astrid will grab the card out of her pocket. And hand it to him. Two successes. <laughs> Alright. So, he looks down at the money, and the thing that is a weird reaction to you is that a, instead of reacting to that directly, he looks over his shoulder at the bartender. And the bartender kind of looks at the group of you for a minute and looks at the bouncer and nods. And he just looks back and takes the takes the money. All right, find a seat. Thank you very much. Close the briefcase and just saunter in. And I'm heading straight for the bar to get a drink. Right behind. And that that does immediately take you as a weird response for the bouncer to look to the bartender when you just shoved a pile of money oh, in his face. I'm assuming that the bouncer is controlled by the bartender at, for some at, by, somehow at this point. Well, that's because I know the bartender's a demon. But that's fine. This is information gathering. (laughs) So, while you're doing that, the third group to arrive, 
before we get back to Licentia. The uh, so Paul and Thomas and Colleen are the last ones to show up after having gathered everything. Yeah. As you pull um, up to the to the parking lot where the club is at. Yeah. We see the other cars. Yeah. And Our, and to clarify, uh, because Nico told Zero and Astrid that it was invite only. Did we get that as well or not? All of those went to the group text, yes. Okay, mm. cool. I don't know if your thing is it demons, devil, are those different um, for your magic compass? Do, do I know if there's a difference between demons and devils? No, they're the same thing as far as the world of darkness is concerned. Okay. All right. No, uh, same thing as far as I'm concerned. If it's uh, if it's got uh, uh, if it's a person and it's got a taint of of the infernal about it, um, he taps his, his pocket to sort of track it down. Now uh, it is a bit finicky. Um, I'm hoping the two of you can uh, keep an eye on things, make sure uh, we're not walking into the uh, either proverbial or literal jaws of danger. While I'm wandering around, keeping my eyes on this. Sure, I'm. I'm just saying the text is. If there's one up at the bar, you may have a problem with the plan. Well, if it, it, where where is the bar in? Because I've been inside. Where is the bar in relation to the building? So the from the front of the building, you head in, and the bar is immediately on your left. Like okay. it, like there's. There's this big open floor space, and on the left side, there's like a giant TV and place for like people to sit and watch the game or whatever news or whatever they've got playing on it. And then there's a massive open floor space for dancing. And then immediately on the left-hand wall right past that TV area is a bit of an alcove that leads to the kitchen and the bar. Okay. So to the, to the best and of And then his past that is stairs up into offices and rooms. Okay. So to the best of his ability, he's going to point at the um, at, at the direction of the bar. He says, well, so the one that's been identified should be there. So if I move around the outside of the building and there's another one inside, it should change its direction sudden enough to be able to tell. Okay. All right. So like I said, we're going to be doing a little bit of wandering and it's more of an art than a science anyway. So uh, just bear with me. Sure, sure. Do you want us to stay close to you, or? Uh, yes. Uh, the last time, uh, well, not the last time, but the first time we were here, uh, we ran into a uh, rather angry corpse in that alley over there, and I'll point to where we fought the zombie. Whoa, okay. So, uh, yeah, if you don't mind. Um, sure. Uh, keep, uh, keep your old pal safe, and uh, I will pull out the, look around, make sure nobody's looking. Um, I didn't specifically say earlier, but Paul is wearing the um, contact slash prosthesis that covers the um, skeptic's curse in, in his eye. It makes it look something like a normal eye. Mm -hmm. um, or at least like a normal glass eye. Yeah. If anybody gets a real close look at it, it's not. It's never going to look perfectly normal, but at least it just looks like a glass it eye. It looks like a normal glass eye, yeah. yeah. Two of us wearing contacts on this mission. <laughs> 
It's a double uh, contactor. Um, so, um, is anybody out here? At least it's pretty seen? quiet on the outside right now. Okay. Do you want to take a loop of the building? Um, I, I I think I will, but I will I will go ahead and get the the heart of the succubus out and start using it as we walk around. All right. So and I will rely on Colleen and Thomas to yeah. make sure we're not being followed by anything terrifying. Go ahead and make uh, that roll. Okay. And uh, may I use a willpower on it? Yes. Okay. And Mara, you're asking. Yeah. Um. Can I have the? I don't know. Um. How conspicuous would be, but just hand on the gun just in case. Um. Yeah, that it's not it's not super quiet, but yes, you can have your hand there. It's not it's not super inconspicuous, but okay. Um, yeah, I'll 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 do that. I'll I'm fine with that. Um, and then I have a danger sense, just FYI. Mm -hmm. Um, I can make reflexive disenclosure rolls for ambushes Oof. if it happens. One success on an awful lot of dice. All right, one's all you needed. Okay. So, uh, yeah. As you as you walk, you keep the you keep the thing out in front of you, and you can see it's it's indicating itself in the direction of where you would assume the bar is. So you can assume that's the bartender it's picking up. And you walk around the back of the building, and after a little bit, the needle. I'll say needle in air quotes here because it's not obviously not that simple, but it, I mean, I mean, it does. The description does say needle. Yeah. So, so the the needle shifts to something else. Oh, we go second eight, and you keep walking. Oh, okay. And it shifts to something else, uh, distinct from the first. Yeah, and uh, you keep walking, and, the third. and it shifts to and something else. And it keeps going, and you count no less than a dozen different targets inside this building. All right. So he, he, I think for about the first four, he will keep mentioning, and then we'll stop after that. And then after we've done a full circuit, uh, he looks up at Colleen and Thomas and says, well, at least as far as the ones that are closest to the outside of the building, uh, we've got about a dozen of them in there. All right. All right. Um, from my keeping an eye on, on stuff as we are going uh, around, Thomas would probably be looking specifically for any sort of like service entrance, employees entrance, that type of thing. And if there's anyone kind of like on those doors, possibly. Uh, there do, there does appear to be a back door for service entrance. Um, mm -hmm. it does appear to be locked. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, I can get us in pretty fast. Well, going through the front door would be kind of slow because you have to talk to people. But there was a locked door back there. Do you are you good with locks at all, or is that not? There is a there is a thin lipped smile, um, as 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 Paul sort of turns and looks at at Thomas and says, "Oh." been known to uh, allow myself access into uh, places I, I was not particularly welcome yes ah okay have a, cool let's stay out here until we need to get yeah. in though oh yep. absolutely yeah we're, we're not even the backup we're the backups backup so yeah uh, at this point let's just keep our eyes open 
Um, oh, well, let me uh, let those inside know. And he pulls out his phone and will text, um, uh, I think it just 12 and then the demon smiley face that uh, had been previously texted. And then well, yeah, there's a there's a there is just a thumbs up. I, I pull mine out back. as I'm walking towards the bar and just start narrating as I'm texting. Tell them to hold on to the AMC stock. Click and play the <laughs> You are waiting for that. <laughs> I didn't know you were very drunk. specifically waiting for that. I didn't know I was going to be getting drunk. From the second, to be clear, from the second you decided you were going to be playing drunk, <laughs> you've been waiting for that. Which, which you all get that text back because he does actually yeah. text it because. Nico's, Nico's response is 12 monkey emoji question. Um, because he's just fucking around now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you get a response back, um, different film. And then uh, you get a response back that just says Gilliam and thumbs up. Uh, so with you guys then. Yep. As you make your way up to the booth. And sitting in the booth is a impressive woman. Um, completely like silky smooth skin with this almost blood red lipstick um, with eyes that are a bright pink that you would normally associate with contacts for anyone else. And hair that is a a shade of red that at once inspires, like her lipstick, blood, but at the same time, a deeper, almost gore red. Um, her outfit is black with all forms of various goth, sat satanic symbolism across it. Um... And she has a very ornate set of black and red uh, earphones sitting around her neck, and you can see the uh, the the outline of a pair of cat's ears on the top of the on the top of the headband as she is sitting setting up a sound uh, a a sound table. Mm. I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> okay, we're good. Um, uh, yep. Uh, hello. We have not met yet. Hi Sadly, there. we haven't met until now. Hi there, she says, and her voice is like silk as she speaks. And she looks up at the two of you from, from her desk and... I'm DJ Senti. Cynthia told me you'd be coming up. Yes. Um, I'm Nina. This is Nico. Hi. So. Unsettlingly charmed to meet you. Um, she smiles a little too wide. Wondering if we might have a moment of your time. Well, a lot more than a moment, but for now, a moment's going to have to do. Um to talk a little bit of business. All right. Cards on the table. I know who you are and what you do. 
And I know who you are for the most part and what you do. I'm assuming she reads strong demon. Yes. Okay. Definitively a demon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That red aura did not stop from the moment you right, walked yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to make any kind of uh, threats. I'm not here for any form of hostility whatsoever. I'm here because there is something that is of mutual interest to you, to me, and to, well, frankly, to everything, literally everything, um, that we we have need of getting our hands on. So you want to come to me because you think I have the information that you need. That is what we have been told, yes. That's what we have been led to believe, I guess I should say. We haven't been directly told it, but if anybody's going to know, it would be you. It's um, your folk, shall we say, are, are, it's most associated with your folk. I'll bite. What are you looking for? The nail of and there's a hiss as you say the name. It's just and it's the first time you've seen that in in the entire time. It's the first time you've seen that beautiful composure shatter for a second. And you, she takes a moment and collects herself. Not a All fan. Right. No, definitely not. How? What would you say? If I were to tell you that our plan was to make sure that it blinked out of existence. I'd say that you do a great favor and also create a massive power vacuum. That sounds exciting. I like exciting. Keep that in mind for future reference. Um, Exciting's fun. That's a little dangerous, but fun. But there is, I'm not going to go into all the details. Not all cards are on the table on on my side. I'm sure not all of the cards will be on the table on yours. But there is, let's just call it an imminent threat to reality. If that thing stays in existence for another year. The Awakened did something stupid again? Probably. I'm willing to bet you know where to find it. I can get you on a lead. That would be delightful. And I can also tell you more about it. So you that would know what you're also be into. delightful. Because our information on it is scant. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say there's holes in our in our in our Wikipedia entry. And I'm telling you this Citation. so that you know how important it is. And what any number of demons would do if they knew that you had it. But we won't have it for long, if that helps. I know, that will just make them angry and want to kill us. I get it. It's how it works. So the name Helena's Nail, in the common parlance, refers to several nails. All of them from the same source. It's the name that the, was the nails used for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ on the true cross. One of them isn't actually that nail. 
The one that gets called Hell in a Snail is associated with that event, but it's something much older. Hmm. The artifact that you're looking for looks like a crucifixion nail. It's a long, splintered piece of wood. Wait, it's a it's wood or it's a piece is a metal spike. It's a wooden spike. Ooh. At least it looks like wood. The problem with it is it does a lot more than any wooden stake would do. Really? When driven into the core of a demon, it provides true banishment. As in, gone forever. Fair enough. Yeah, I can I can see why you'd want that. It's a weapon that is usually used by the powerful members of the circles to be used as a threat. It's hard to kill us, you may have noticed. So what you're saying anyway. is if it goes away that threat goes away too. Those who hold the power will be somewhat at the mercy of the many people that they're holding down within your community. That's the gist of it. I have never whether... been I have never been more sexually excited by the destruction of an inanimate object in my life. I like you. And I've destroyed a piñata. <laughs> if you feel sexual excitement at the destruction of a piñata, seek counseling. Yes, one hundred percent. Maybe you guys aren't just going to the right piñata parties. I was gonna say, that's, or a supportive community. That's entirely true. It, that's also possible. <laughs> I would like to see the piñata that sexually arouses me. No, don't don't search those words in Google. I don't know what you'll find. <laughs> But I know it won't be good. <laughs> the thing is, even the threat that someone knows where to find the nail is so existentially terrifying to us that, quite frankly, it's enough to cow most beings. So even if a demon doesn't, even if a greater demon doesn't own the nail at that particular moment, just the idea that they could know where to get it is terrifying. Right. I mean, it's not going to be in a situation where anybody can get it anymore. So that's going to cause a major upheaval in the organization of things. You just know all the best words. Um, so if we were to go, and I'd like to shake this. things up a bit. Good. There's some ladders I can climb. If we're, if, if, if we're going to be doing, doing some shaking, um, where would we start looking? What would you identify as the single largest Manifestation of corporate sin in Atlanta. World of Coke. Mm. You nailed it in one. Fucking A. 
Also, that's hilarious. The demon in the demon in charge of running things at the world of Coke, high up as he is in PepsiCo, is one of the ones who you might be able to wrangle out the actual location of the nail from. He won't be nearly as friendly as I am. Being one of the people who actually has the location to use, he won't want you to get it. Is this somebody, to be clear, who is of your persuasion? Or is this somebody who is more like us Oh, he's physically. He's definitely not of this world. He's from my circles. Okay. How many? Mm. Is it a very bad thing? Would it be a particularly bad thing if he went away? I'd be happy. How many other people would not be happy? Power vacuums. You know what they do. He's called Mr. White, at least in the circles of people who know a little bit more of the occult, but not enough to know the real thing. Okay. Does he have a ring shaped like an octopus? I mean... Gonna say, does he have a does he have a companion who complains about being Mr. Pink? <laughs> Mr. White, and what would if we were to look up Mr. White in the say the phone book? What would we be looking for? You know what? I'm not actually going to bother looking for names of people in PepsiCo to use. Please don't use actual names. <laughs> let's not mur- let's not let's not murder Doc's real people. No, definitely not. <laughs> as hilarious as the idea is, no. Um, we had final Any not support the, the actual idea of murdering executives. Any relation, to, any relation to persons be any any relations to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Any relation yep. to persons living or undead is purely coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> or possessed. Or oh both. God. Okay. Um, Lawrence Croft. Is the name you're looking for? Lawrence Croft. You have a cousin named Lara. Or a sister. Twin sister. <laughs> Lawrence and Lara, it does make sense. Yep. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that rich assholes would do. I was going to say, that's the sort of thing that white bullshit rich people do. That's the sort of thing that middle class white people do, too. Yeah, I mean, fair. yeah. You're not wrong. All right, so the Mr. twin, my, my parents, Croft. <laughs> my parents used the name William twice in naming their children, just once in Spanish. My older brother's name is Guillermo, and my my older brother's middle name is Guillermo, which is William in Spanish. Yep, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It is. So, like Lauren one of my favorite directors, Croft. Bill Del Toro. <laughs> yep. I just killed a mosquito in January. It, it is. It is. Welcome to Southern Maryland, bitches. Jeez. 
Climate change. <laughs> you know what that mosquito was saying? Eat the rich. <laughs> know what it's doing in this house, then. <laughs> well, a different definition of rich. Uh, really. Well, well played, sir. Lauren, okay, so Lawrence Croft, <coughs> a.k.a. Mr. White. Do you know if Mr. White has a particular attache? Yeah. Someone to contact him for? That's that something or, he likes to or, keep or, or, you know, or, guard or, you know, ro bodyguard rotation schedule. thing, too. I feel like that's Where on he that's sleeps. On, I feel like when that's he's unguarded. He likes to keep his goings-on secret from everybody else. Mm -hmm. The paranoid type? Definitely. Lovely. Also, he's rich. The... Of course he's a paranoid type. Also the obsessive-compulsive type. He's rich. Of course he's... <laughs> what obsessions, what compulsions? He's got a thing for the macabre. More than most of us. What sort of macabre? Like, are, we are we talking about like... Like he... linger around the site of a murder before it happens and then investigate the murder scene himself and just mess with things. Right. So like hunting, hunting humans for sport kind of macabre. No, no, he doesn't do the kill. Sorry, you aren't there. I'm not there. <laughs> he doesn't do the kill himself. He just knows when the murder is going to happen, waits to be there, and then has fun with the sight. Just to make it so the murder blood and guts away. instead. Delightful. Whether whether he lets them get away or helps them get caught is all a matter of his whim. He just likes to play with the location. That's not fucked up at all. So, um... I'm assuming... If he's paranoid, I'm assuming we're probably not going to find much about him. In terms of publicly available information, he doesn't have, like, a big public persona, anything like that. No, not much. No one can really say what he does in the world of coke, but everyone knows that he's high up. He doesn't have an official title within the company even. I'm sure you could find one if you look deep enough in the records. I mean, if we can find if we can find that, that's gonna that's gonna give us somewhere to start. So that's yeah, something he's in call our mutual friend on that one. Yeah. Probably. He's in he's um, in charge of the South Pacific branch of Coca Cola, so he makes all the weird fun flavors that never come here. <laughs> No, he is, he is the Patrick Bateman of Coke. He's in Murders <laughs> and Executions. That's my um, division. Is there anything else that might be valuable to us if we were trying to arrange on a meeting that we could potentially walk away from? As in a completely unexpected meeting on his part, because that's the only way, from the sounds of it, we're walking away from a meeting with him. 
find out where his next murder is going to be. Well, yeah, I say I his say, when I'm... his when he's next going to try and find a murder site. Because yeah, but, yeah. All right, no, that gives us that gives us a start. Do you know which ones he has fucked with so far? Uh, well, the last one was a uh, triple homicide, uh, premeditated and quite obvious by by the time he got there and just made all of the footprints and fingerprints all that much more obvious and the blood stains on the man's hands couldn't wash off. Okay. There's a start. Do you know if he has a prevalence for organized crime, perhaps? He prefers crimes of passion. Damn it. Okay. Crimes of passion. Uh, Demographics? People whose lives are about to be ruined. Interesting. Well, that gives us something to start with. Um, the oh. the, strug- the struggling husband whose wife just jilted him when he beats her to death with a golf trophy, he makes sure that that bloodstain will never come out. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, he- or is never found. Or is never found, depending on what, how he feels. Exactly. Awesome. Um, and one last from me, if you don't mind. In the event that the nail is found and recovered, is this one of those things like don't touch it without gloves on, anything right. like that that you know of? I don't know what it does to mundanes. Quite frankly, it hasn't touched one in decades. No, that's fair. But it takes a it takes an amount of force, but you don't have to drive it in far, just into the chest of a demon, and it does its work on us. Fair. Um, Can I get a read on this demon? What is her? Yeah. Prevalent interest, like obviously she's got investment in getting this thing destroyed, but I'm just trying to get like a kind of a general personality read on her general motives, desires, that sort of thing. Give me wits and empathy. You're going to be at a minus three. Okay. Does my motive specialty apply for that? Yes. Okay. So minus two. Uh, I'll spend a willpower to make that a plus one. Wits, empathy. Yeah, I'll willpower it. One success. This is important. So that would just make it even. Also one. This woman's facial expressions are artificial, but managed so expertly that you couldn't tell that she is making her face form into the expression she is looking for. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to read her. But what you can get, just the faintest hint out of her, is that she sees an opportunity in what you're looking to do. She's looking to take advantage of you causing whatever mayhem your actions are going to cause if you succeed. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Okay. Cool. Nico will just sort of look at Nina then in the sort of, well, I'm done kind of way. Um, yeah, no, I think that's pretty good. Uh, one thing 
The only thing I would like, um, and he proceeds to uh, uh, produce a card. Hand or I, be honest, we haven't had any inroads to your people. You seem to be fairly on the level, fairly potentially someone that we could have mutual benefit with. I'm just here to let people have fun. And I'm just here to make sure there's still people to have fun. So my hope is that we can pass information that enables each other's goals onto each other. We tamp down the worst of your worst. You make sure that those who are the worst of our worst, shall we say, leave you alone. I like that arrangement. Awesome. There are far worse demons than the like that take advantage of ecstasy and people enjoying themselves. Oh, legit. 100%. Speaking of, anything for the road? Ooh, you got toys. It was the you best said toy. ecstasy. I had to segue. Hmm. I'll take something interesting. You humans have such lovely inventions. He'll give her a uh, opioid uh, stimulant grab bag. Hmm. She takes several of them at once. And you can tell they're not having the kind of probably lethal dose effect that it would have on a normal person. Right. But she's getting a <laughs> kick out of it. But she's enjoying herself. Oh, it definitely killed the body she's riding, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. I'm sure we will be in touch. <clears throat> Hopefully in touch. Have a good one. You too. And you make your way up. Yep. You see a man that looks kind of like Zara with blue eyes and looking very fucked up at the bar. And Astrid. Along, along with Astrid standing over his shoulder acting like a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, double take and then catch Astrid and be like, "Oh shit, that is him." <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just throwing money at this bartender and drowning myself, basically. And Astrid is not drinking. I am. I am a. Uh, once I see that they're leaving, I'm going to have a few more drinks and then pass out. Didn't happens. make our way out. Didn't even make it to the show, the bartender says. It happens a lot. <laughs> Astrid will pick him up and throw him over her shoulder. I'm sure. He's heavier than he looks, Astrid. Significantly yeah, heavier Astrid's... than she looks. No, 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 yeah, a- Astrid's very strong. Absolutely, but you would notice he is significantly mm-hmm. heavier than he looks like he should be. And 
she will carry you to the car. Drooling over her At shoulder. At least the parking lot. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't give up the act until you shove him in the car. Okay, I I will shove him in the car. <laughs> She'll kind of just toss you in the back. Yeah, I'll sort of lay in the back and just from the back, I'll just go drive away before I stop. <clears throat> once we get into our, once we get into actually on our way out to the once we're out of the building and pretty close to our car. Uh, uh, Nina pulls out her her phone and just texts. Um, we're good. Disembark. All right. Um, Paul will look to Thomas and Colleen. Well, everybody at least is out in one piece. Uh, all ready to head back. I guess so. Let's get out of here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. William, I've got a question. Mm-hmm. Um, the regenerative nodule is meant to heal injuries. What do you think it would do to hangover or to to being drunk? <laughs> I wouldn't say it doesn't. Cl- it doesn't filter toxins. It doesn't like let you recover from poison. Um, I would say it would keep alcohol from doing any major organ damage to you. Okay. Like any like internal damage to your body would probably be regenerated. Cool. But... Somebody, somebody tries to beat you to death with an with with a liquor bottle or drown you in alcohol. Maybe. <laughs> I was just curious. Like, I'm not activating it. I was just curious if it would passively give any benefits in that area. A, regen- a regenerating liver. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I'm not gonna be dying of cirrhosis anytime soon, probably. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, from the back seat, I am definitely too drunk to drive. <laughs> That's why I'm driving. Yeah. It's like, okay, fine. Gets out, goes, gets go, grabs the motorcycle that she stashed nearby. It's like, you can yeah. walk home then. <laughs> Get to drive a supercar. Why are you... <laughs> Nico's Nick, Nick, just on his phone the entire time. I'm assuming the three of you probably reconvene back at the hideout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Fine, the three, the three groups of you, I should say, yeah. rather yeah. than just the three yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, the three of you, like, you mean the... the... Half of <laughs> us just Who's died. missing? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I maintain the, the... Even though I'm no longer pretending because I am drunk, I'm going to maintain <laughs> I'm going to maintain the John Carver look for now. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is at the Waffle House, like, where the hell are they? <laughs> <laughs> that would be very strange because if it's three, unless it's like you three, including the NPC, right? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be like half of every group, like the group split in half, all of them. No, half that was one, 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 one. William had said you three head back. <laughs> so I was assuming it was the group of three that headed back to the headquarters, and everybody else. Right, is all we all around. we all head back to headquarters. Yes, all of you, all of you head back. You Ashton meet up there. Will happily carry um, Zero back into the. I I uh, I, I will house. I will walk just unsteadily. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so you very that much. Went well, <sighs> good God. What? <laughs> he doesn't sound anything like himself right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey. It was so much. Who are you and what? Who are you? 
And why are you not like this all the time? Collapse into a seat. John Carver, billionaire, playboy, fuckboy. <sighs> we need this. We need this zero more. Anyways. This is a disguise, um, so don't get used to it. Yeah, I already know like 75 other dudes like you. It's all good. I mean, <laughs> probably not quite as rich, but the vibe is palpable. Nicely done. Hey, Astrid, can your work. vampire brother like like mind control him into always being like this? Because that would be great. I'll ask. Awesome. It wouldn't work, unfortunately. Oh, that does remind me slash Astrid. She will send a text to Archer just saying, I'm free tonight. What time are we meeting up? Right. Uh, he'll give you a time sometime after sundown. Okay. So, so anyway, what did we learn? This one having apparently a very pleasant afternoon. What else went down? So we uh, managed to meet with 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 our lovely DJ. Um, yes, she is. She is a demon. Um, she's a delightful little demon. Um, and we have a lead. On the nail, which can apparently permanently banish any demon. Well, that is certainly something to, um, that would seem to have quite a few people here in town. Uh, yes, that'd be f well. No, that they're they're a replenishing source of parts. No, I definitely want to keep them around. That's that's a pain. I mean, it doesn't matter anyways because as soon as we're getting our hands on that thing, it's go, it's it's getting yeah chowed down on. Well, um, eventually, absolutely. As soon as we get our hands on that thing, otherwise we're going to be hunted by the most powerful demons out there. Uh, they hate it that badly. Did you get any word on on who these other demons were? We what have a name. We know where. We know somebody who knows where the nail is. Oh, well, that's handy. What's the name? We're gonna break into the world of Coke. Why? Uh, because, because Lawrence Coke, aka Mister White, is a very powerful demon who knows where the nail is. Oh, I mean, why break in? Why not just have me arrange a meeting with him? Are we one hundred percent certain that this isn't some sort of? Viral marketing campaign by the uh, Atlantic yes. Board of Tourism. I work. I, sure. I, I I have people in the FDA. If you need me to talk to somebody who is in charge of the world of Coke, I can make that happen. Senti made it sound more like that he's very high up, but probably not official. So any sort of legitimate yeah. meeting you were going to try to set up would be routed to, you know, the actual department that exists, well, not this fucko. Let me take a look. Rich people like to talk to rich people, so. I mean, that's fair. Uh, here's also, the other... there's a chance we could bait him out. Nina? Here's, here's the other part of it. Um, He's not going to want to give it up. Oh, no. This is not going to be a pleasant conversation like we just had. This is going to be, this is going, this is going to be shed time. Oh, absolutely. What I'm sorry. Let me be clear. What I meant was, 
I can try. I can look into arranging legitimate means of getting him somewhere where his guard is down, as opposed to us trying to break into the world of coke, which is a hilarious idea, and I'm kind of on board with it, but probably has a few more issues than just getting him to come to us. Oh yeah, I, I'm not planning on like getting into world of coke. I'm. That's just the start, and we need to find out where he is outside of that facility. It doesn't sound like his guard is going to be down. Once this goes away, uh, and gesturing to himself, I will get some people, I'll get some uh, 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 executives looking into the matter and see if we can't come up with an attack plan. Is it weird that he says executives in the same tone that most people say interns? Yeah. It's basically what I'm are. not even trying to unpack all of the all of uh, all of the red flags going off in my head right now <laughs> about this plan. Um, one thing I mean, obviously, finding a, a a way in is fine, and I know at times in the past this group has had the approach of just kick uh, the stuffing out or something until it tells us what we want to know. But uh, good approach. We've all got various resources. Um, does anyone have anything that will stop a demon in its tracks? Will bind it like the fetters could do? That sort of thing. I'll have to look and see if there's anything we can brew up. Uh, I can look into some exorcism information. Very resistant to toxins. That's going to be a sure thing. My background is in exercising ghosts, not demons, but I can see if there's any overlap. Um, we we don't want to exercise this one. No, but when you're exercising a ghost, you have to trap it. So it's part of the like you can you take steps A and B and you stop before C. If you want to so, trap him, I'll ask around at uh, uh, back at the local office. See if they've got anything useful. Okay. I mean, we... Does anybody have anything that can predict when a murder is going to happen? That's that is that is our potential in. So I I, I point I point over towards the laptop that I used to contact uh, uh, Jeremy's other character. Kayla. <laughs> Kayla. I've got a person who's a whiz at monitoring things and can probably cook up a, a uh, some sort of method for predicting that. So here's the thing: he likes to thought he likes to predict um or not predict uh well no yeah predict he likes to know when these things are gonna happen he likes showing up and he likes fucking with it whether it's somebody who whether it's getting the person off whether it's making sure the person gets caught whatever the case is he's just he's just playing demon Mm. i mean um and we know his favorite demographic, which is people about to get whose lives are about to be ruined. Any particular kind of crime that he likes? should give us the algorithms we need, hopefully, huh? Any particular kind of crime he likes? Passion. Crimes of passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so non premeditated stuff in the moment. Yeah, no, I was thinking I could hit up you know the Russian mob and 
see who's due for a whack, but that apparently isn't going to fly. I mean, there's... I was going to say, if you need a murder, yeah. step out. You don't need premeditated if the signs are there. Yeah. Uh, uh, she was with Network Zero, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Network Zero might be able to cook up uh, some sort of tracking algorithm for that. That's specific enough. The other, the other option is simply work that angle too. We're definitely going to want to want to work that angle, but the other option is, um, I'm assuming he doesn't live at World of Coke. Um, <laughs> we have a name. We have a we have a a, a place of business, although we don't have a specifics of business that should be enough if they are even a slightly Thanks. like actual actual person to yeah. to to get a look to, to yeah get docs on oh yeah uh, and if if passion is his thing maybe he's also a frequenter of one of atlanta's many great gentlemen's clubs so See if we can figure out where he hangs out. Yeah, no, I can I can get a few information threads going that way. Once this look over at Nico, you got anything for this? You mean the fact that you're blitzed out of your gourd? Yeah. <clears throat> I can try. Here. Uh William, what role would I make to cure him of a hangover? Intelligence medicine. Or of being, okay. of being drunk, at least. <clears throat> right. Create a quick I cleanse. Think. You got weird shit to mix. Yep. Uh, does holistic awareness play into this at all? Yes. Do I add those as dots? or Yeah, what? add that as dots, uh, unless it says specifically how it applies. I don't know if uh, the Let me merit... check just to be sure. as I go through the other 12 books I have open right now to the actual World of Darkness one. Okay. I was I was talking I was talking earlier about how I play the lightest version of the World of Darkness and then I just introduced you to Mr. White in the session. Right. <laughs> um doo -doo 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 -doo. <clears throat> No, it's basically just intelligence and medicine. It doesn't add any any bonus or anything so right, yeah right. so add 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 the add the merit dots of your of your holistic awareness okay. to it and half of your ranks in your um okay i'll just roll another two you're in, then. yeah add, add it add half add half the ranks of your endowment so five successes total mm. nice exceptional <clears throat> success so yes, you can very quickly whip up a very right. strong hangover cure. It'll taste like vomit, but it'll clear him up. Right. It's gonna taste like it's going to go down, tasting like what usually comes up. Hold your nose and chug. Hmm? Grabs and it and then and then deep breaths for five minutes. Hmm? I, I grab it. You don't even want to know about the kind of stuff that I had to deal with overseas. And hunk. Yep. It'll take, like you said, it'll take five minutes of just like circular breathing. 
Oh yeah, and he he just and sort of like gets com- he sort of gets comfortable and like almost enters what looks like a meditative state as he just sort of <laughs> focuses on the uh, on the this, ceiling. This guy, this guy, this guy knows what's up. I'm I'm proud of him. So, eventually, you sober up with that. Shake my head after a while. The only problem with John Carver is that there's no way to convincingly drink a lot without drinking at least a little. And if you have to drink at least a little for a long period of time, you end up drinking a lot. <sighs> mm. So we've got we have some we have some mess, uh we have some directions to go. Yep. I hate so i hate to like ask the question that people seem to be implicitly trusting but how certain can we be that this demon's advice is sound he is a demon after all i'm confident she seemed pretty hype about the idea of us shaking up the existing power structure it's and good being for able to her. take advantage yeah. of the ensuing chaos and confusion. Um, I think she stands a lot more to gain by us yanking this relic linchpin out of the structure that's holding the authority web in place than randomly fucking over an isolated cell of hunters. Worst case, yeah, I, worst case I guess scenario. If they're, I guess if they use that nail as a threat to hold over demons the de- like yeah. her, then I guess if they can't use mm-hmm. that threat to hold over her anymore, then... If she was telling the truth about what they use the nail for, which we can't 100% trust... I've, I'm confident she was. I will take worst your word on that, scenario. but I'm just going to not trust mm-hmm. her regardless. Worst case scenario, it's a, it does something completely different, and after we acquire it, she tries to kill us to take it. At which point, we kill her. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's 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 a demon hierarchy, power hierarchy, just like any power hierarchy. Those in power have something that they hold over the rest. We pull that away. That's good for people like Siento. My general opinion is don't trust anyone However, act on the information you're given and see what falls out. Yep. I'm I am reasonably confident in this. Um that said, I hate to be the person to keep bringing this kind of stuff up, but I want us all on the same page as to what our goals are on these items once we get them in our hands. Grab them, destroy them immediately. Especially, we definitely want to destroy them immediately yeah. because if it if she is lying and is planning on ambushing us as soon as we get it, the quicker we destroy it, the quicker that incentive goes away. Yep. And that's going to be true well, and... for everybody that we deal with regarding these items. Yeah, assume cause... that. Assume if assume if anybody tells us that what we're looking for is bad for them, that they're lying to us, so that we either won't get it or that we'll treat it differently than they want us to treat it, so that they can steal it from us. Exactly. And let's be honest, the, the while there's no second place prize for this little competition that we've set for ourselves, um, keeping them around and Just... possibly having something happen where one of them gets lost and we have to... 
or grabbed or whatever. Colleen, yeah. if you're right, Colleen, if you're cool with it, we will feed these things to you right off the bat so that it's done and over with, and we can just move on to the next one without worrying what might not have happened to the one that we just found. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'd be okay with dealing with these immediately because with all due respect, I was also going to ask, are you okay with the term feeding? I mean, if there's another word you'd rather use, uh, you let us know. Not going to lie, it sounds a little weird at times, but honestly, the real isn't a better term. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like absorb. Give them? Why don't we just give them to Colleen? Discorporate? Yeah, like as much as it'd be nice, some of these items are, some of these items are going to have descriptors that feel very much like something one or more of us is going to want. They're going to be real tempting, yeah. And as much as it'd be nice to be able to deal with specific threats in specific ways, the issue that we're going to have is we're getting this information from not the horse's mouth. We're getting this information from the horse trader's mouth, which is not going to be trustworthy all the time, not going to be accurate all the time, and quite frankly, with the ultimate with the ultimate end up of what happens if we don't destroy them being... That's probably the only source of information that I trust is the dead guy. Um, not worth it. Because what does he have well, to lose, and, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. And what does he have to lose? Or the thing that we've got going for us right now, and let's be honest, the one thing we've got going for this, us right now is that these groups won't expect that we can do this stuff. Once we prove we can, if -hmm. they can get them back, they will make sure we never get our hands on them again. Yeah. At which point we can kiss the world goodbye. That's actually a very good point that you raised, Miss Sky. Should we perhaps do more information gathering before we're known as a group of, 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 of people going around town and destroying relics. That's actually a really good point. Because it's going to get harder. Once we, once we prove we can make them go away, it's going to get harder to get information. Mm-hmm. Especially my if only, things people want. My only concern about that, and it, it's fair, I would say two things. One, these aren't groups that generally talk and work together. So they're not they're they're not necessarily going to know. Remember, these are all individual items that, as for, like the demons don't know that Helena's nail has anything to do with the Iron Crown, Lucius's or... dildo, or whatever the fuck. Some of them don't. Sure, but we know um, that there's a count. We know that there's a council of individuals acting behind the scenes. Right. Also, all, all sort of shutters. When you say Lucius's dildo, it says it reminds me of a relic. Actually, that no, it never. Nope, don't want to hear. I'm really it. <laughs> excited to hear about that later. Um, the other thing is, this is information that we can't sit on for a long time because these, <laughs> the information that we get, or the people that we're going after, that information could change very quickly. Absolutely. Something to ruminate over for everybody then. Uh, Paul, you're recent, you're decently good at forgery and that sort of thing, making duplicates and yada, 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 right? Uh, again, it's something I've been called upon to do a time or two, yeah. Right. Um, 
it would it would be a shame if anybody out in the greater supernatural metropolis found out that for whatever mystical reason we had to sit on all of these until Colleen could discorporate them in a single ceremonial mystical uh, manner that is the only way to properly do it. And so we've got these things lying around in secure places that are 100% the actual genuine article. Oh, says Paul, as if an idea is occurring to him for the first time. As <laughs> what you're suggesting... Oh, that's very clever. Uh, right. So we could, we could so what you're saying is that we could create decoys of these items. Because if we're known as people who are grabbing up relics and immediately destroying them, that's going to draw a certain level of unwanted attention, as you guys referenced previously. If we're thought to be just grabbing them and holding them on towards some unknown indefinite future date, that's going to garner a different type of attention, and there might not be quite as much impetus Better idea. on that. And people might want to wait for us to do all the hard work for them, and so they can grab them all at the very last minute. Better idea, because that idea will still By put targets on our backs and make people want to come after us. Grab, duplicate. Do that anyway. I mean, yes, but grab, duplicate, mm -hmm. destroy, lose. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That way, the we we set the duplicates back out so that we don't have them and they're still hunting for them. That's true, but as soon as somebody gets their hands on a duplicate, they can probably test to see whether it's the genuine pretty damn easily. Oh right yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But while they're doing that, they're not hunting us. Yeah, that's that's true. We we can definitely keep them as you know uh, flares, more or less, to dump and run away uh, with. Yeah, I'm thinking a blade of a blade a blade of armor, basically. Yeah, something comes after us. We let them get away with the. We fight. We yeah. fight mm -hmm. real hard to not let them get away with the decoys. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, anyway, so, so just some basic concepts for you yeah. guys to mull over and decide whether you think that's good or if there's a better plan. I mean, so I guess the question then is, do we go straight for this Mr. White and try and find this nail? Or do we keep that information that we know where he is and where to find him for a while and go try and find similar leads with the other items? Well, we still have to work on the information we've got. We've got, we know a location we can find him. We don't know the location we can find him. But it, but I, I, as Colleen says, couldn't hurt to necessarily get information on the other irons in the fire and then determine how to blitz after maybe several of them at once to reduce the the time. That it's, at that, it's at that point, by the way, that any of you with electronic items on you mm -hmm. Find them fizzing and starting to die. Nick is going to sort of set his phone on the table and just sort of. Hmm? Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Okay. And that's where we're going to end for the week. Yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye.